I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. They want benign indifference. They want us drugging. We could be pets. We could be food. But all we really are is livestock. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. The world needs a wake-up call. We're gonna phone it in. Deception Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you for joining me. What I'm doing right now is uh, this is going to be a release of a podcast that I did with Legit Bat back in early October, and it covers the World's Fairs and some of that history. Um, and basically what I want to do is, is this is twofold here. One, I want uh, people that want to listen to this to have an opportunity and uh, you can also check out the video on rockfin.com backslash legit bat. And it's from October 7th, 2021. And uh, it was a great show. Uh, had a blast with the legit bat crew. And uh, that's the other reason why I want to release this now is because on this Thursday, November 4th, I will be joining them again at 9.30 Eastern Time. Uh, to go over Star Forts. So if you uh, are around 9.30 on Thursday night, November 4th, we will be live on Rockfin. Come join the chat and have a great time with all of us. And uh, this is going to be my my MO for November, I guess, is I want to go into the old world uh, for this month. I want to take some uh, time and show you guys some of the research that I've been doing for the last, oh, geez, it's been a while. Um, some of it's more recent, like the Star Forts and stuff. That's just been a few months. But the World's Fairs and Crystal Palaces and things like that, I've been diving into for about a year now. And let me tell you, it's just fascinating stuff and unbelievable stuff on top of that. And what I will be doing with these podcasts is in addition to the audio, I will be putting videos out on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. And as I get closer to that, I will, uh, I'll give you all that information and you can go check out my YouTube channel. It's, uh, the great deception podcast on, on YouTube. And I have some, I only have one video out there, but I have some great playlists out there with some good documentaries and other information and things I've been researching and things like that. If you want to check out the playlists, but with that said, I'm I'm really excited, guys, for this uh, this month um, to get some of this stuff out. Like I said, I've been working on it for quite a while now and putting together some presentations. Now, do I have all the answers? No. But what I'm going to give you is what I've found so far. And again, I don't want you to just blindly believe what I'm presenting. I want you to go out and research for yourself. I want you to look into this stuff because... 
it's about more than just the narrative that we're told and the deception that we're uncovering and the buildings that were here and when were they built. And it's about the whole thing, guys. We've been lied to from the beginning and we need to understand why and who is doing this, right? And especially with this time frame, I feel like this is the last great reset, right? The 1800s. And, uh, it's something that I'm slowly piece by piece working into and starting to uncover some things that are showing that, you know, this was intentional. This was the reset to get us where we are today into this, uh, you know, almost technological age, the age of the television and the age of computers and all of this stuff. But in reality, they may have had better technology in the past. And and from that standpoint, what I mean is they may have been in more connection with nature and using the environment and energy around them in a much better manner than we're doing today. It seems like they were harnessing and using, working with Mother Earth, Whereas now, just about everything that we do societally is against, works against Mother Earth, whether it's 5G cell phone towers or these big cities with, you know, microchip-like layouts that, you know, it's not conducive to healthy human life. And... So I want to dig into this some more, and, and, and I believe me, I'm learning each and every day more and more about this, and that's kind of why I keep postponing, you know, releasing these and putting together these uh, videos for the presentation, because I just keep gaining more and more knowledge. But at some point, I got to cut it off and say, okay, I'm going to do the videos, and then we can add on from there. But this is a really fascinating subject to me, guys, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Um... And like I said, it's a, it's another opportunity to to expand your mind and, and, and just think, right? I don't need you to agree, and I'm not looking for you to agree with this. But what I want you to do is consider it, think about it, discuss it. And that's how we move forward across the board. We have to get back to thinking independently and being able to have a rational discussion without emotion getting involved. And, uh, you know, and I came across this yesterday at my son's, uh, my son's end of the year soccer party, you know, these people were talking about the jab and, you know, I came in and kind of rained on their parade and, and dropped some truth that I know onto them and they weren't happy, but at the same time they weren't upset. They just kind of thought I was crazy and, you know, a few people got emotional in the discussion. I said, I'm not trying to break your spirit. I'm just trying to get you to think that maybe the narrative you're being told isn't true. And they couldn't even comprehend that. So that's basically why I started my podcast, because I want people to start thinking again. And this is a great one to, to look into, because we've been told a narrative about the world's fairs that if you really sit down and think about it, it just doesn't add up. There's more to the story. Why would you build out hundreds of acres and hundreds of buildings only to destroy them immediately 
after the conclusion of the fair. You're trying to tell me in the 1800s they couldn't use these massive structures and couldn't utilize them in a manner that would benefit the population instead of just simply letting them go ablaze or intentionally destroying them like they did in in many instances where they brought in demolition crews and just destroyed these beautiful uh, architectural structures. So what I want you to do is is sit back and enjoy. And like I said, this is... uh, you can watch this podcast on rockfin.com backslash legit bat or just have a listen now and you can wait for an updated version that I will be releasing here uh, hopefully by the end of the month. I plan on doing one a week basically uh, starting next week and we'll go from there and see where it goes. I have a feeling this is going to lead into quite a few more shows and some guests that I'm trying to line up that we can talk about this stuff because uh, it's it's just truly fascinating to me and mind-blowing to say the least. So with that said, here is uh, the episode that I want you all to enjoy and uh, feel free, like I said, to hit me up on Instagram at The Great Deception Podcast. Feel free to leave a review, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way. And uh, so... Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy, and I hope you uh, can get something out of this. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. 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 bad everyone everybody in the live chat hello to you we see janet and kyle kyle i'm wearing your shirt look kyle uh from the big dumb podcast we just had them on too although he didn't get to say much because uh the hatter was on a roll if you haven't listened to that last episode that was a crazy one we had a great time with that guy but uh thanks to the newest patreon members including kyle from big dumb and preston appreciate your your patronage i hope you enjoy your stay over there for as long as you do we have Preston a, Dennett? No. Oh. <laughs> no, another uh, Preston. It's the uh, he'll he might be in the chat. It's Royds something. I can't remember the whole name. Mm. But, well, uh, thank you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. And also <laughs> thank you to I, I believe his name was Eric who just subscribed to our Rockfin channel too, and that's awesome. That thank you, Eric. Really helps us out. I think that's a bit about it for housekeeping. If you're listening on audio, of course, all the shows live streamed can be found on Rockfin for free. And all of our bat catalog Rockfin stuff is on there too. So, oh, and Upstate Nico's in the chat. We're gonna do a show with them too. Them too. Them, them, 
them also as well. There you go. Get it out of the way now, Joe. But if it's your first time listening, I'm Joe. Jen's with me, Hello. a.k.a. the blonde. And Ben, the finger eater slash booger eater is over there. <laughs> Hand, it's, it's called chewing hands. Uh, chewing hands and eating boogers and picking your face and just being Ben. It's just also fuck Jared again. Yeah. That, oh, that's a callback from like months ago. Yeah, you got to have the the classic opening the the claw on the air. <laughs> fuck it, whatever. But we have Matt Matt T from the Great Deception podcast on tonight to talk about the World's Fairs and how fucking weird those are. Because as soon as I heard about that, and we heard more about it from uh, the Howdy Mikowski guy on OBDM, I'd never heard of that guy before, but after watching that show, I'm like, dude, we got to talk about that. And Matt's always posting stuff about Tartaria, Mudflood, and I think the World's Fairs kind of play into that a little bit at least. But Matt, introduce yourself. If people haven't listened yet, which I can't imagine, tell us about your show and yourself. Yeah, Matt, uh, I got the Great Deception podcast, which I started back in uh, September, beginning of September. So I've been through a month now, got uh, six episodes out, basically putting out one a week, a uh, variety of interviews and uh, some deep dives that I do. So I, I like the best of both worlds, you know, and this is this is kind of like the the uh, the crown jewel right now is the whole World's Fair Tartaria stuff. I mean, it's just huge right now, and and I'm balls deep in it. <laughs> so Tartaria, so hot right now, Tartaria. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna be balls steer. deep, it's a good one. It's a good bitch to be in. You know, and but the crazy thing about it is, I started out like you guys. I I heard about Howdy. And so I picked up his book. He's got this book called uh, Exposing the Expositions. And I, because I, I had never even heard of these things, right? I mean, growing up, I never heard about the World's Fairs or any of these, you know, Chicago buildings or any of these cities. And then you start looking into it. And, and Chicago is kind of the big one, at least in America, when we get into it. But they're in all these cities Omaha, Nebraska, Buffalo, New York, Nashville, you know, and, and, you start looking at the architecture and the story behind it. And you're just like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like how yeah, does and the newer ones? Cause there were some I saw from like the mid uh, 20th century, but the ones that are real interesting are the ones from the, the late 1800s. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cause what happened, what happened is, is like in the, I want to say around the 1930s, right around there, right around, you know, between world war one and two, they went from what, you know, I consider the reset world fairs to what is now the modern world fairs, which is just promoting technology. You know, it's just uh, in, in, I think it was 64, 1964, they had one in New York city where Disney was a big uh, player in it. And like, he was pushing, that's where he introduced everyone to it's a small world. Ironically, mm, the worst you know, song and, ever. Yes. Well, and the other, if you think about it, it's a small world. It's like, he's trying to tell you, you know, they're getting us trapping us in that cage. Right. And that's kind of what this whole world fair exposition, I feel like was, is that they showed you what we had before. And then they just took it away from us. You know, they just wiped everything out except for, and, and this is the funny thing about all these, these buildings that they build. And as we go through the different fairs, you'll see, it's not like they built one or two. Some of the fairs they built two hundred buildings, yeah. In in like two years. Now, I mean, just on that alone, I was like, "What? How, how is that possible?" Well, well and just, and the fact that it was that intricate, and then they torched them afterwards makes zero sense. Yeah, Why would you torch it? 
that was one of the first things when we were watching those documentaries that really stuck out was on top of them going through all of the ridiculously ornate buildings that you see around the world, arches, uh, domes, things of that nature, that it's like all of those were supposed to be done within a couple years periods with hand tools, horses and carts. That was the era in which they were. And the one building that I remember for, I believe it was the first World Fair in like 1860, very interesting decade, um, was that it was all of the glass. It was made out of all of the glass before they had automatic glass pressing, before they had any kind of automated hand tools. And it was supposedly built within like six or seven years. And that's the one I posted on. Uh, and then they tore it down and rebuilt it somewhere else in an even shorter amount of time. Well, you're giving them way too much time. And they, oh, really? <laughs> you said six or seven years. They say nine months. Oh, bullshit. Wasn't it yeah. like, wasn't it like 25,000 square feet or something like that of nothing but metal and glass? And it was even like curved glass and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, here, I'll, sh- I'll share it right now. Yeah. Do it. This Let's is, go. Yeah. So we'll start here. And this is the um, World Exposition of 1851. And this is in London. Okay. So this is the That's building. That's the one. That- this is the building yep. that Ben's talking about, okay? And it's called the Crystal Palace. Yeah. And this was like the gold standard for the fair, right? Every fair has to have their show toy, right? And this was the one for this fair. Now, uh, here, let me go down and we'll... And here's, you know, one interesting thing about it, it has the cross layout, okay? And one of the things we're going to see with this, this layout is there's, you know, think about a cathedral, right? It it tends to have this similar layout. And one of the things that we, when we get into these buildings, they're not just buildings. They're, you know, some of them are are energy harnessing, they're frequency radiating, they're, you know, they're resonators, they're all sort, they're multi-purpose buildings, okay? And so getting back to that, okay, this building that we're talking about, this 18 acres it covered, 990,000 square feet, of exhibition space in this thing okay it's it's 1800 feet long and 450 feet wide okay it had 3300 iron columns 10 million feet of glass now mind you this is 1851 how are they producing 10 million feet of glass in nine months yeah, yeah. right and, yeah. Which... six to nine months is what they say that now before obviously i'm not going to jump ahead here because i know exactly where you're going with this um the first thing that i remember thinking of is you know like you said we'll get into it later the uh way that they made the buildings into transistors and stuff and all of the what we now consider very religious symbolism in things like the shape of the cross for the plan layout and so on and so forth that's one of those again they didn't have aerial footage for anything that we're about to see and yet everything with hand tools supposedly is perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that. I was I was thinking the same thing for a while uh, about the whole aerial view. Unless they and then did. all of a sudden, the other day I was doing some research and airships came up. And the fact that they could have used airships potentially as like a drone. And had it hover over and help them line things up. Now, I don't have a lot of research. Like I said, I just found this out the other day because I've been trying to figure this out too. Because when we start getting to some of the fairs and some of the 
you know, uh, you can go a whole different podcast with like star forts and things like that. Well, when you're, yeah, the star forts was another one with aerial footage when you're talking about, because all of that information was in a documentary that we all watched, but it obviously produces questions that you can't ask the narrator of the video, which I'm going to have a lot. I apologize in advance and I'm not going to, I'm going to try to let you explain it all, but yeah. When you say airships, are you talking about like hot air balloons, blimps? Yeah, essentially like a Zeppelin. Okay. And, and, and one of the, you know, one of the things that I'm finding during this is when you look at a lot of the pictures from the 1800s, the sky is white, right? It's almost like they blurred it all, everything out. So anything that would have been in the sky is no longer part of the picture. And if you go into some of the, you know, some of the actual pictures where they do show the sky or look into airships, you will see that they tended to dock on the tops of buildings, And so if they would white out the sky, they would take any idea that they had this technology from us, right? We wouldn't even know it really existed. So that's a whole nother rabbit hole I'm going to eventually get into is the whole airships. And and one of the things with that is who has a monopoly on helium these days? It's NASA. NASA has a monopoly on helium for their quote unquote satellites or sataloons as you want to call them and and so you get into that where airships is a whole nother thing but that that's one thing ben that i found that i found quite interesting that i'm looking into now is to see how were they so precise like you said from they don't have any way to look at this overhead and you look at like some of the you know ancient mounds and the way that the you know we're starting to see that these pyramids around the world all line up you know, there's more to it that that I'll definitely have to dig into. Nice. Yeah. And you can get into uh, whatever you want, dude. If you want to get into star forts, it all ties together. So just you do your thing. You're you're the one that's smart. We're just here to learn. Right. Well, when and we- it's kind of funny you say that because as I start, I started out with the World's Fair, right? That led me into these crystal palaces, which is a long story short, there were five major ones and all five burned down Hmm. so that that's a whole and we can go into all those if you want to eventually but you have the world's fair you have the crystal palaces you have the star forts and the cathedrals all of this architecture that is supposedly built in the 1800s most of it with technology that we don't think they had and we have no way to verify how they did it because there aren't many blueprints or construction photos so it gets you into this thing that these these four sets of architecture have a huge impact on where we were and where we are today and that's kind of the mystery i feel and and that's one of the things i'm doing is i'm big into tartaria and all that and it's such a monster of a topic that I'm kind of working backwards. So I'm starting in like the late or early 1900s, late 1800s and working back into the olden days to see, okay, what did they do recently to impact what was done previously? So, and this is what we're running into with the world's fairies. And, you know, you look at even this, I mean, this crystal palace, you look at it, they say it was, you know, built in six to nine months with like 2000 men, you know, I mean, and then you look inside, look at the detail on just this crystal fountain they had, this is pure crystal, mind you, here, 
And that was the centerpiece of this. And you look inside and it's not like it's just a, you know, it's intricate inside. So there's definitely more to this, uh, you know, the crystal palaces and all that stuff and, and to the story that they tell you, um, you know, I mean, you just look at the statues and everything, and this was built in six months. Now, like what you said, Ben, fair ended in 1851 in 1852 to 1854 supposedly they took this whole building down and built it again in a town called Sydenham which it where it stayed until I I believe it was the 1930s when it finally mysteriously burnt down <laughs> so how does it there doesn't look like there are there's a lot of flammable material that's what that I was going to say okay so here, 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 one thing is they did use some timber in the interior construction. So the exterior construction is, is all, uh, you know, the iron columns and the glass. Now, what they say as an excuse is, is that these things acted as greenhouses, right? So what they did is they dried out all of the material that would have been inside and made them extremely flammable. And then the story goes, you get like a you know, a clumsy errand boy that knocks over a candle and sets the whole thing over. Or in Chicago, one of the fairs, they blamed on a cow knocking over a candle. You know, you get these ridiculous stories that just don't make sense. But, you know, yeah. And and, and that, the fact that all five oh, of them burnt down, come on. Yeah. And didn't they like demol or uh, like blow up a couple of the World's Fairs too, like actual dynamite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they paid well uh, in the I believe it was the St. Louis World Fair. It was either St. Louis or Buffalo, 1901 or 1904. They paid this company from Chicago to come down and blow up the buildings. That's so weird. That picture on the left there, uh, by the way, people who are listening on audio, this is another good one to watch on video because there's a lot of cool uh, pictures. Is that picture on the left an actual photo? Yes. This is from the the outside drawing. Yeah, you can see the people down here, and I'll actually I'll, let me. Well, and isn't that one of the very rare, only f- actual photos that they have of this particular building? Uh yeah, there's a few of them, uh, but there's not a lot. That's an insane and... fucking building. Can you imagine if we had that now? That's that's the thing. That's it. That's insane today. Yes. If they did, if they used architectures and in in, in engineers to create this building just the computer or just the uh, paperwork alone to make a blueprint of that monstrosity would take way longer than they're saying that it, it took to build them that's, now granted that's the ridiculous they, thing to me about the fact that it caught fire or uh, supposedly burned down is that they were smart enough and had enough engineering prowess to build that but not be like oh you know what maybe it's going to catch fire because it's uh, it's like a greenhouse I don't, yeah. I don't buy that. Well, well, you know why he didn't have time is because he supposedly designed it in 10 days. Right. They gave, <laughs> they gave him 10 days to design the Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah. okay. He yeah. must have been using uh, AutoCAD or something. Yeah. I mean, it, the story is just so ridiculous. And that's what, you know, that's why I keep diving into it. Because I'm hoping that through this, I'll find some answers because the narrative that they present is just so asinine and, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, actually this is a good time to transition over to, uh, New York. Okay. 
So we look at New York in 1853, all right? And this is their Crystal Palace, okay? And this, this one is nearly as big. It was slightly smaller. Um, it took up, how many acres did it take up? Uh, th well, this whole expo only took up four, four acres. Now, mind you, the Crystal Palace in the previous set of photos was 18 acres itself, so it's, you know, when, when they say 18 acres, is it talking about strictly ground level square footage or does that count the upper deck? That would just be the ground, the, the square ground, uh, ground level. So with the upper deck, it's more like 36 acres. Yeah. It, well, that's how you get to, yeah, 990, almost a million square feet. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we go any farther, uh, for those of you guys that are in the chat, I know I just shouted out to you guys. I'll be uh, posting the link for the documentary that I was talking about. Jen, Joe, you guys know exactly which one I'm talking about, the five-hour one. He covers a lot of that in this. Um, obviously, you know, we're limited on time, but I we're going to get through much of it as we can, you know, as much as Matt wants to talk about. Um, but I will post that uh, link in the uh, chat. Oh yeah, you can post it. I'll probably put in the. Blah, I'll probably put it in the show notes too. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, you look at this is New York in 1853. Okay, again, a giant Crystal Palace, and then 1858, it just so happens to burn down. Go figure. Right. And and ironically, you know, you see a lot of photos of this, and the people are just watching it burn down. It it was like a spectacle. And so one of the things I'm, I'm, you know, trying to dig into and make a conclusion on is that the whole purpose of these is a ritual and there's some fire element or destruction element attached to it. That's symbolic to them. Um, and some by them, I mean, or something. yeah, I, I just, I, I can't figure it out yet, but you mean kind of like burning man where at the end of the little thing that they do it, they, they light the whole thing that's made out of wood on fire. Yeah, something to that extent. Yeah, it's ceremonial, right? I mean, and, and there's other things too. There's uh, in, in two separate fairs, you, uh, well, one fair you had a president assassinated. In another fair, you had the mayor assassinated. And the interesting thing about the one where the, the one where the president was assassinated was President McKinley in Buffalo in 1901. He was assassinated. Now, right, he's assassinated in the, in the Temple of Music which uh, I'll show you a picture of later, but he's assassinated in this, in this building. What happens is they take the dome off the building. They save the dome off that building and move it to another building. And that's, you know, one of those things where it seems like it's ritualistic. Like they killed the president in the building. They had to keep a memento of it. So they're going to move, just move the dome. You know, yeah, that's and, all. And the, the reason's always, oh, it's a priceless artifact, or it was, you know, we don't want, we don't want to have to make it again. We'll just yeah. move it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's the, well, and that gets to another point with these whole fairs, right? Now, mind you, okay, so this is Philadelphia in 1876. This is their machinery building. Now, one of the things they want you to believe is that some of these buildings, we're permanent. Are you showing us a different picture? Because I'm still seeing the Crystal Palace. I was just about to ask that. We, oh. We're still stuck on the two side-by-side -side pictures of the palace was taken down. Really? Okay. So let me new share. Oh, that's why. Yep. 
and that's why you didn't see actually let's do okay because i think there was a few slides there that we missed oh this yeah one. there they are this oh, is the okay. new york sorry this is the new york crystal palace here this is from 1853 and uh this was basically the whole fair new york fair was very small uh, it actually, it was the first to lose money, which is another thing you're going to see over and over again, is that these fairs lose money for the most part. So I wonder why look at their fucking buildings, you know, right. And, and the budgets are, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like, all right, I get it, you know, and, and, and trying to understand the money then to translate it now is also, you know, it, it it doesn't have the same weight. I mean, they're big numbers now, but think of it back then, right? Well, but the thing the thing to remember with this, though, is that it's just like going to uh, any walkthrough fair at a civic center or something like that, where all the booths are set up. They're all spending their money, their time, their products to hopefully down the road get money from doing a fair like that. I would assume that, yeah, if they're making new buildings for these fairs, you know, the city or the whatever they had back then was going to lose money on the total totality of the project. But what it would have done is it would have boosted the economy and the private sales for the people or the countries or so on and so forth that were there for the fair. So like tourism. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like tourism. So in, in their in their mind, it may have been ceremonious to get rid of it because they're like, yeah, we just do this to boost the economy. We're going to lose money on it either way. So let's just burn it down and come up with a plan for another one. Uh, but I would I would be interested to see um, if they, you know, still have it on record. I would be interested to see how the economies fluctuated before and after a World's Fair to see if there was kind of a pushback into the economy from these kind of exhibits. Yeah. And my my inclination would be no. Right. Because really? they destroyed everything that they would have came to see. true right so you're you're building this whole elaborate landscape and then immediately after the fair you're destroying it so there's nothing to come back to except for maybe a building or two buildings of the whole layout which yeah so and, and that gets us into again with these fairs like you were saying ben not only was it the country that was hosting it was international so you would get, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50 international countries that would set up their own buildings. Yeah, that, that one of that first one of the first, you know, repainted sketched out uh, pictures that you showed. If you looked on the left and right on the bottom row, it says India on one side and then the other side said Persia. Yes. Yeah, that was the the layout for the uh, Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah. And, and you'll see that all over. I mean, these things. So they and, were and huge. How did they get word out for that stuff? Other than horse and cart. Well, there was there was like a whole committee for these things, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the Olympics. Fair. They would have they would have any even like the, you know the Chicago Chicago was going against New York for the eighteen ninety three fair, and there was a bidding war back and forth, and it got between like I want to say Carnegie and Rockefeller, you know, were the two guys fighting it out. Rocker. So. Yeah, it's you start. And that's the thing you start seeing the same old players come back into it. And the people that, you know, we consider the, you know, parasites are the ones who are are directly intertwined with all these things, too. Well, and all of that ends up again, it, it the more that I end up talking to special guests and we get on the subject, the more I'm like 1890, 1890, 1890. 
the more that I talked to Corey Hughes, uh, even when we talked to Jeff the other night, we didn't really get into it, but all of these people end up promoting this very, you know, big thing in the, in the mid 1800s. And then around that time, when the kids of that generation were adults, shit started getting weird. Yep. Well, and on top of all this, around this time frame, you know, mid 1800s to early 1900s, they had these things called orphan trains, where they would just take trains full of kids. And in, in that time, in like a, a 50 year time frame, they moved 200,000 kids, orphans, supposedly. Now, A, where did all these orphans come from at that time? And B, why did they just ship them around? You know, they just sent them to these things. And that's where you start seeing, if you think about it, you know, the old uh, like insane asylums and yeah. orphanages. They're just these old buildings. They just use the old buildings and, and claim they built them or they were renovated or founded, you know, all they use all these quick terminology it's repopulating and, the earth from the last catastrophe. That's, uh, I mean, it makes sense, but I'm, yeah, my weird brain. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, like Ben was saying about the generation, right? It only takes one generation to change history because if you can just train that one generation to think differently, they're going to then proceed it down the line. And that history is now changed forever. Well, and then that the next generation forgets because it's, you know, and it, it kind of carries on like that today too, where you're like, fuck the last generation. They suck. Fuck you, boomer. Yep. You know, we don't want to know about your generation. So it would probably be pretty easy to make people forget what actually happened. I mean, look at the last 50 or, you know, since the fifties, people generally don't even fucking know what happened during that time. The kids now, I mean, the kids these days, you know? <laughs> They don't really care. They don't give a shit what happened in Vietnam or anything. They're like, whatever. Whatever you said happened, happened. Whatever. They don't get the opportunity to know, though, because they're reading the history books that they're given. Yes. So that's super unfortunate. Right yeah. yeah. I mean, they're reading that. And as people die out, who knew what really happened? Like, look at what's going to happen in our generation right now. We're looked at as blasphemous you know, uh, anti-vaxxers. But really, <laughs> COVID was a pandemic. And that's what our children's children are going to learn about. And we lived through it and know it's fake, but they're going to learn about it a very different way. It's his story, right? Yep. Or hers. I mean, I think they're both <laughs> bad. So, well, I'm ge gender new gender neutral on history or her story. I think they both suck. It's, I, it's think, <laughs> I think what allowed it to pave that way, though, was talking about population fluctuation. And, you know, considering that we're kind of getting into the Tartarian, it it's one of those things where just like smaller states, smaller countries, it's easier to keep a hold of that and all the rules and everything that you're setting for it because you don't have the land size or the population size coming out of that time frame, It would have been a lot less people in really big cities and they would have had the ability to all get together, which again, if you're, if you want to think about world's fair as maybe a way to do that, it's international world leaders, this, that, and the other, they could have a way to say from here on out, this is what we're going to teach. This is what we're not going to teach. This is what we're going to make history for the future generations. And with a reset, the, the lack of population would have actually aided that because they would have been able to control with all of those orphans that you were talking about. They would have been able to control the amount of information that got changed, yep. I, which is where I think that basically from that point on they've been working on just this is what your history is to get away from whatever it is that they don't want us to know happened that led up to that moment 
I'm saying the early 1800s were the first MK Ultra. Go ahead, Jane. Uh, I was just going to say that isn't it interesting that they're trying to depopulate the planet right now for the next narrative? Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely. Oh, yeah. We're, we are following the 1800s playbook right about now. You yeah, know, like, there are way too many people. Right. They have their own ideas. Let's get rid of some of these people, make it really small, maybe kill them all, just save the kids, and then we'll just plop them down all over the world, repopulate, and tell them exactly how they're supposed to be. Yep, we'll teach them the narrative. Right, exactly. like th think about this. Think about how terrifying this is. The only ones that aren't el that aren't haven't been okayed for vaccines are twelve and under. Yep, which is terrifying if you think about well, then what? Why is it okay for adults? Uh, you know, which a lot of people have have questioned, and I'm like, yeah, it's again numbers the numbers part of it doesn't lie you're telling me that for however old the earth is up until 1900 there was only a billion people or less and in 120 years we jumped up to 8 billion and of course everybody wants to point to medical stuff and i'm like people were still living for thousands of years according to our history before that there would have been more people unless there were and then that number changed 50 years or so before the turn of the century. Yep. Yeah, there was definitely some population downplay that happened in the 1800s or late 1700s. Somewhere, it's somewhere between the mid 1600s and mid 1800s, there was a something happened with the population shift. It, there was a drastic decline. Um, and whether it was, you know, and that's what everybody's trying to figure out. Was it a, was it a mud flood? Was it an earthquake? Was it a comet? You know, what was it? What happened? Something happened. And that's what they're trying. We're, you know, we're all trying to piece together here. Well, mud definitely happened from, in my opinion, because there was a lot of it. So whatever caused that mud, whether that's when the great flood actually took place was not very far in the past. It wasn't, you know. 10,000 years ago, it was actually just a couple hundred years ago, who knows? And what caused it? Did the firmament cave in for a minute and just let all the waters from space, you know, because space is fake and gay? Who knows? We don't know what caused it, but I'm pr pretty sure there is a lot of mud. We see yeah. yeah, you could see it. And, and you see it in a lot of the buildings, right? A lot of the big buildings, they, you know, you'll see the half windows on the lower level or there's different levels to the architecture, right? That you can see distinction between it where they added on or manipulated it. And yeah, well, it's isn't there, I, I think I heard on Sam's show or on a tinfoil hat the other day, it might've been, I don't remember, but there, he was talking about how New York, since we're on New York right now, basically there's another New York underneath New York. Like there's like yeah, a yeah. sub sub level of new york and everyone's just kind of like oh yeah it's always been there it's like how the fuck did that did they build that first in whatever year new york was built and then they just decided to build on top of it and build more like doesn't it, make sense it's supposedly the same with dc and london they're they're supposedly there's just as much land underneath as there is above you know that's built out between tunnels and stuff like that and that's an interesting thing you find with the star forts is that 50 percent of it about 50% of it's visible. The other 50% is all underground, whether it's tunnels, you know, buildings, whatever it may be. And it's like, wow, how did they do that back then? You know, and again, it gets back to the whole, you know, what did they have? They had to have some sort of technology to do this that we don't know about. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to find out here.
that's what we're digging so, into. We, we rabbit trailed on you, though. I know you've got more slides, so go ahead. And oh, no, I got I, I can go on for days on all this stuff. Oh, so, so can we. I just <laughs> just want to show you some of the other fairs around the U.S. And, you know, you start seeing some of the similarities in the architecture and just the vastness of it. Right. I mean, this is Philadelphia in 1876. The building is enormous. I mean, it's just a monstrosity. That's and, an actual and, photo, too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and what wow. you look at is you see the nice arched windows. You'll always see these what look like antennas or spires coming off of the building, which oh, the crosses for Jesus, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Or the crescent moon. Um, but you see even the designs, you'll see the intricacy of it. Everything is uniform. You know, there's no, everything is in line there. You know, it's just perfect. But they couldn't figure out how to get around besides a horse and a carriage. Exactly. Not buying I mean, it. Yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. And so this is the layout of Philadelphia, just to give you an understanding of it, of what they did. And, you know, you just look at these huge buildings here down the side of this. I mean, they're a couple acres each, you know, you're looking at probably 10 acres each there. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, it's amazing. Uh, and this is the women's pavilion there. Again, you look at the intricacy of the of the uh, architecture between the domed roof, the, you know, the spires and all the, you know, intricate detail. It's just, it's mind blowing and to all be destroyed. Now, mind you, here's the other thing they try and sell us on that the majority of these buildings that they built were built out of like staff, which is the equivalent of like plaster Paris. Right. I mean, they're saying that they just put up a wood frame and covered it with plaster. And, I'm, you know, you look at the detail and you're like, there's no way that's possible. Um, OK, so this is this is an interesting one. Here's Nashville in 1897. Joe, I actually sent you this picture the other day. Yeah, I commented had, on your uh, post of it. It looks like a Solomon's Temple uh, architecture on the inside, yeah, at least. Or the Parthenon. Right. It's almost yeah. an identical layout to the Parthenon. And then you look down over here, what else do you see? Oh, they had a pyramid too. And, you know, you start thinking about Tennessee and you're like, wow, that's kind of a random spot for it. But that's what you a photo I haven't seen of that, which I don't, I don't find coincidental. I mean, you'd have to be looking specifically this building uh, to pull up these pictures, but I've never seen the one with the pyramid next to it. Yeah. And that was just for the fair. The pyramid was eventually moved to Memphis hmm. and is still there today, supposedly. Um, hmm. But the thing with these is, is that what you start seeing is replicas of Italian, Roman, Egyptian architecture, even Moorish, right? I mean, you look at a lot of the Russian architectures, it has a lot of roots in the Moorish uh, style, they're all in America and they're all in America at a time when we're told we were horse and buggy, no electricity, no plumbing, but we can build these massive palatial things. So you look at this for Nashville, and this is an interesting one. I mean, just look at the layout here. So the Parthenon wasn't the only big building, right? I mean, they have all of these other enormous, beautiful buildings around the perimeter and of course, they have beautiful landscaping, and it's all done in two years. 
And it looks so much better than the dog shit they build now with these big square buildings with glass and steel and people shitting on the sidewalk in San Francisco. Like, (laughs) and they say we're more advanced now. Like, look at that. That is wildly more advanced than we are now. Well, they didn't have Facebook or Instagram or any socials back in the day. So they they had had a lot of time. Like, talk about being married to your job. They had a lot of time. Well, Again, and look at how many the... look at how many pyramids there are. I have I I lost count. Like, if you really look at the photo, they're they're all over the place. Yeah, there's one here. Yep, that one's the first one I saw. And then if you go directly south of that, past the building, right underneath of it. Yes. Yep, there's another one, and I I spotted a, several more. Ben's got better eyes than me. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I haven't even seen it. I think there's one here too, Ben. Yeah. And then there's also one of the left in between the two buildings on the far left. Up from there. Right there in between the, no, uh, uh, the two main buildings. There's a pyramid. This, just a, this is an audio show, too. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not I Where's know. Waldo, dude. What the fuck? Sorry for the audio Sorry. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a brutal one for audio people. I apologize. Uh, oh, see. no, it's fine. They'll just and, come over here and watch this video. It's fine. Yeah, so we come now. This is an interesting one. Is Buffalo in 1901? Look at this. This is the main. This is Buffalo, New York, mind you. So I never knew about this. I don't know about anybody else, but I mean, this looks like Rome or Italy back then. It, it's just, and then to now it here's to make me that, think that the Roman Empire fell a couple hundred years ago and not a thousand years ago. Or what if the, here's another one that I've been throwing. What if the Roman empire was really in America? Oh shit. That's, that's one that they they're saying now, what if Rome, Egypt and Italy and uh, uh, not Italy, uh, Rome, Egypt. What was the other? Well, one? maybe they were, it, maybe the whole world was the Roman empire and that was also Tartaria or, you know, who yeah. knows? It's hard to know what to believe, but the architecture is so similar to Rome and Rome is supposedly, you know, what is it? A thousand years old, at least a couple yeah. thousand, a couple thousand, I guess. But maybe to find the same architecture over here in the 1800s is very fucking strange. Yeah. Well, and, th- and then to add to the strangeness, here's look at this. This is this is 1901 in Buffalo. The buildings are lit up like New York City. But we didn't have electricity, you know, not to this extent yet. We didn't have a grid then nope nope and this this tower here also had a huge spotlight on the top or a bunch of spotlights that would come off and reflect on other buildings too oh i've seen those pictures yeah i I didn't even know that was an actual picture but it looks crazy actually here it's right here it's (laughs) this one right here oh yep that one is that so that's an actual photo too yeah so, you, I mean, what you just hell? look at these these buildings. This was their uh, electricity building. And also what they had in this thing was an elevator that you could take to the top and view the entire fair from up there. And this was an elevator at a time. It's one of the first elevators that was built was for this fair. It um, looks like an early Can Las you imagine Vegas. getting on that elevator? I'd be like, okay, we're about to die for sure. Well, it was from, like, probably an anti- anti-gravity <laughs> elevator. It wasn't this rope and pulley bullshit we have now. But that's a great point, Jen. <laughs> Think about it. If if Now, mind you, who's coming to these fairs? It's not the regular. Me and you, we couldn't afford to go there. This was, you know, rich people. It was the elites. 
This was like a big gala for them. Would they allow buildings to be constructed that could fall apart under their feet if it was built, you know, with staff, like they say, wood and staff? They claim this tower right here is not built out of, you know, bricks. This is supposedly a wooden structure. So, I mean, and you're going to, you're telling me like, you just said, Jen, you're going to take an elevator up there being the first one. Get out of here. I can't buy that. Story no, they, they knew exactly what they were getting into. They were like, yeah. okay, this shit's totally fine. Everything's very solid. It's all something completely different than what everyone else thinks. We're Rothschilds. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they we'll be good. They're like, we'll be reincarnated anyway. They'll just bring us back an AI or something. Yeah. I'm just going to come back as Bill Gates in a hundred years. <laughs> Oh, okay. So here, uh, did I skip St. Yes, I skipped St. Louis. Sorry. Okay. So here's St. Louis in 1904. Real quick, before you move on to St. Louis, you said that last picture of Buffalo was in what year? 1901. I mean, they would have had a electricity. I don't know if they would have had a grid like that, though, like Joe said. But they had they had the capability of of yeah, but how, how are they manu manufacturing that much electricity? Yeah, I mean, that I don't have an answer for. Well, and, and their excuse was that they were channeling the Niagara Falls to power this, which is quite a ways away from the actual Hi fair. Hydropower back then? That's what is, the claim is. Yes, they huh. used Niagara Falls to power this. I was like, okay, it's... And that I'm assuming that structure or whatever they use from Niagara Falls has also disappeared. <laughs> if there was one, yeah, I would imagine. Because the only thing that the only thing that usually lasts from these fairs is the art building. Because the only way that they could get it insured was it had to be a permanent structure. So their claim is that all the, you know, the art build the buildings that housed all the expensive art were the one of the only permanent structures on the site. And all the rest. The whole the whole story doesn't make any fucking sense that they would do this level of architecture and uh, intricacy for a couple weeks or however long the the fairs lasted just to showcase their ability to do this and then to de demolish it. Like just that in itself is enough to question it. Besides everything else involved, the fairs aren't even mentioned though in the story. Like the. The Great Chicago Fire. I heard that story. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. They don't talk about the World's Fairs in that story at all. They focus on the cow. They focus on how many people died and how windy it was. Same with St. Louis. Same with Buffalo. Same with everywhere these fires were. It's a great, wherever the city is, fire is the name of the story. And they don't focus on any of the stuff you're talking about. And that's another great point, Jen, because one of the things I'm starting to look into now and, and something for other people to look into, look at the amount of massive fires in the 1800s that wiped out almost entire cities. I mean, you go and, and you know, you start looking and every year there's at least one and it, it's just massive destruction. We're not talking like a building fire. We're talking a citywide fire, like you're saying with Chicago in 1871. Now that's another one that's worth looking into for people because the 1871 fire in Chicago there were three other fires around Lake Michigan that same day that caused yeah. like millions of acres of damage and they're, but they're not tied together. Nothing, no event happened. They're just four random fires that just so happened to happen around Lake Michigan. Sounds a it's, lot like uh, the last couple of years here in California. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and, and, and that's, the you, yeah. that's what you start thinking is like, what was the purpose? Like we, we, you know, we think in California, they're doing it so they can set up their rail system, right? They're clearing land so they can buy it up and build whatever they want to do with it. I don't understand what they were trying to do here other than show that, okay, this is what you had and you're not going to have it again. We're going to take it away and destroy it. That's what it seems like, especially with the the earlier ones from the 1850s is it seems like that was already there. They made up a story about how it was built in six months or nine months. And then they're like, and to erase any evidence, it's going to catch fire somehow, even though it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then they make up a story about a cow starting it and everyone spreads that around like a rumor, word of mouth. And then and it just happened that way. As and we've seen in the last it. year, everyone believes stupid shit. <laughs> They're like, yep, yes, yep. this is like, how this happened. There wasn't even, you know, like social media or anything, <laughs> obviously, back in the day. They're definitely going to take everything at face value, for sure. They, I mean, I'm sure there were some people who were questioning things. Well, they I mean, probably I mean, got suicide. It's a lot easier to not. Another interesting thing about this is one of the things that you're going to see if you try and read about the fair, the official narrative for most of the fairs comes from the same guy. He supposedly wrote like 60,000 pages worth of documents on World's Fairs and, and also on how the West was, was settled and the history of the natives. And you start looking at it and you're like, oh, I see what you did. You have one or two guys that are writing the narrative. So in, in addition to destroying, actually doing the destruction, they're actually on the other side of it, rewriting the story. And there's a guy, if anyone wants to look into, H.H. Bancroft, and he's tied with uh, the Chicago Fair is one of the big ones he was tied to. Just his name sounds a little shady. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what's interesting about his, just his name sounding shady is I found, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the King James Bible. Well, the guy who actually wrote the King James Bible for King James was last name Bancroft. And I'm like, Ooh, I want, there's got to be a, a what? Okay, so one of them wrote the Bible, and now we're the other ones rewriting history. Okay, I see where we're going here. They might be on the same team. I think they're probably it's, the same person, the same be. entity. <laughs> I wouldn't say person. that. Yes, it, and that's what I was thinking, Jen. It's it's just a name, right? It's just an, a, an entity that they create to, yeah. to say this is who wrote the narrative, and, and that's exactly it. And yeah, so just i mean we get into these things and you just start looking and again it's the same architecture in different places all over the united states and like we keep saying there was no open communication so it's not like these cities were talking to each other saying hey look what i'm building over here you want to build one over there we'll send our guys to you next no these things were there already um i mean you look at does it say how long it took them to build build this one st louis is another two years yep Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. No big so, deal. <laughs> the picture for the audio listeners, the picture he just showed was St. Louis 1904, and it was an aerial view, but it wasn't a photo. It was a drawing or a painting. But how are they? I mean, maybe they're up on a mountain drawing what they see. That's possible. But they also had cameras then. So why are they not taking a picture from an aerial view? Would that prove well, their their? Uh, maybe they were just being artistic. Yeah. Yeah. And look at, the, look at the landscape all, all around, Joe. The landscape's perfectly flat. There just so happens to be one hill that they could do this from. Oh, I don't see any curvature of the earth from up there either. <laughs> don't start that shit. <laughs> I always have to go there. It's interesting. <laughs> but uh, so you look, this looks just like what I showed you for Buffalo. So anybody that's looking, it's like the court of honor 
in, in Chicago where you have these beautiful white buildings and a, uh, a, 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 a river, you know, a waterway in between all the buildings. And, and then there's this giant building at the end with a dome that kind of looks like the Capitol building. Um, but it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it looks and- like a giant boob. I it's always like every why. Capitol building ever in Washington, D.C., yeah. in the National Monument. Like, it's weird. I, I'm pretty sure the, the U.S. Capitol, not the White House, the, the Capitol, the, the giant boob, I'm pretty sure that was built sometime way before they told us it was, and they kind of repurposed it, because there was pictures of them digging the mud out from that motherfucker, too. <laughs> yep, and, it's, and there's a whole other layer underneath. That's where they hide the kids. Yeah, it's a whole other a layer underneath that matches everything that's above it so nobody would have built that building for the underground part to match the top unless they built it never intending for that bottom half to get buried yes exactly what happened and, what and maybe it happened? wasn't it probably wasn't buried when they built it right no it exactly make much sense to build underground they weren't building underground at the, well they were obviously because there's tunnels everywhere but it doesn't make sense to build underground. So it's almost like it was there. A lot of land, uh, you know, mud came in and, and buried half of it right. and they dug it out. And that's what, right. that's what, you know, one of the options here is maybe all this stuff was here and it, 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 it only took two years to dig it out, you know? Well, and and it makes you makes wonder too, if there was that big of a mudslide, imagine how the earth's continents may have looked long before that. Who knows if there were connections from what we now know as one country to another country that isn't there anymore because of this cataclysmic event. Well, and there's many maps you'll see out there where California was an island, you know? So, I mean, that's a very, very distinct possibility that, you know, like you're saying, there's rumors of Atlantis, right? Of Lemuria, these different land land of Mu is another one that are supposedly either in the Pacific we're in the Pacific ocean or the Atlantic ocean and they sunk or were flooded, you know? So California kind of is an Island to itself at this point. No way. I'm so glad that we can drive over the border of this shitty state easily. (laughs) Yes. As far as we know, you got to have an easy way to get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you come back into California, They'll ask you if you have any produce like they do or they used to do at the border in Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. All about lettuce. <laughs> yeah, they asked me that when I moved here. They were like, do you yeah. have any plants? And I was, I thought they were talking about marijuana plants. And I was like, no, definitely not. And I was super hostile about it. And she's like, okay, fine. Jesus she's like, Christ. no, I mean, do you have broccoli? And you're like, no, why would I have broccoli? They were, no, they were checking for bugs. It's I know. Like, yeah, I did not know. I thought they were asking if I had marijuana plants. No, okay, for anybody in- who's not. For I was coming who's... from the Midwest, and they're very anti-marijuana plants, which I did not have on. I'm pretty sure we're in a, a space of our own here in California. For anybody who's not in California, if you come over the border, they have specific stations to check and see if you have fresh produce on you because they're worried about bugs on that produce. And guess what? Just pro tip here. If you do have produce on you, you just tell them no, and they let you through. It's that fucking easy. Also, have you ever seen the bugs in California? They're fucking huge. So, like, they're doing yeah. a terrible I don't know job. what the word is. It doesn't about. matter. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sidetrack on sorry. fucking shit. <laughs> We're doing legit batshit here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, here's one that's interesting. This is San Francisco in 1915. Okay. Now, think about San Francisco. 1906 or 7, I believe, was the Great Fire, a great earthquake that basically yeah. flattened yep. 
San Francisco. So in eight years, we're back up to this. Right. It is like, you know, and, and for those listening, I mean, we're looking at a building here that's probably five to uh, 500 to a thousand feet long, you know, has a giant tower in the middle. Um, it's, it's just, it's an exquisite layout. And, and the other thing with, with uh, San Francisco, that's interesting. This, this tower here is a 435 foot tower called the tower of jewels. And it had actual jewels in it on the exterior that when they would shine light on it, it would shine off different colored lights and all sorts of cool things. Dude, it takes them mm, eight years energy. to build one building on one block. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what you notice here, this is built right next to the residential area. So it's right along the, the sea and you can see Alcatraz in the background. I was just here. about to ask that. I was going to say, did they depict Alcatraz back there? Yep. There's Alcatraz back here. I hate and to ask every time, but is that a, a photo too? Or is that a, a rendering? It is a photo. Yeah, there's a copyright down here. Look uh, at the buildings closest to you, wow. Joe. They're a lot higher definition. And well, here's the thing. That's one of the interesting things that I've seen is that there is there was Photoshop back then. So, <laughs> you know, the equivalent, they were able to layer pictures on. And that's one of the things I find sketchy about this, because if you look in the, yeah, in the absolutely. foreground, it's very clear and distinct. Then you get to what the buildings for the fair and they're kind of faint. And then you get to the background, which is the water and Alcatraz and the hill back here. And that's even fuzzier. Right. Mm. It's almost like it's layered on there. And that's one of the deceptions that we've also fallen for is that some of the pictures, old pictures are actually layered photos and aren't real. Well, and those old photos, they worked off of the light going through things and refracting back at, at this distance. I don't even know that not in the daytime or maybe in the, I don't know that I, to me, that just doesn't seem like an old camera back then would have been able to catch Alcatraz in those mountains. Yeah. And you see some, like, if you look at the dome here, you'll see like a glare spot, which, you know, it's just random. And then all the, you don't see any others, you know? And yeah. It, it looks photoshopped, but it's, it's almost a real like picture. everything we're told is manipulated, even old. <laughs> pictures. I think they looked at this picture and they were planning how they could uh, show us the moon landing. They're like, Ooh, <laughs> all right, in about 50 years, we're going to do some crazy shit. Like, if they believe we this, this, we can totally get away with the moon landing because <laughs> right. these fuckers are fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you guys want to go. I can. Bring us into Chicago, we'll which is slide. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Dude, you're the so, one with the knowledge. I told you, we're just here to make dick jokes. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so. I, I will be having to cut out, but they can continue talking if I do. <laughs> okay. Of course. Right. Well, goodbye Sorry, for ben. now, Ben. Bye. If you go. See you later. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So Chicago is an interesting one because this is kind of the, the crown jewel of our fairs, at least. It was in 1893, 690 acres they built out on swampland, mind you. Okay, and they built over 200 giant buildings in less than two years. Of course. And in addition to that, they built the world's largest Ferris wheel, which was 265 feet high. And they also had a 65 foot statue, Columbia, which many of you are, are familiar with. If you've seen the Court of Honor, the statue, it, it looks like the Statue of Liberty. Um, and supposedly Columbia, it, this was supposed to be an homage to Columbus. This was supposed, the fair was supposed to take place in 1892, which would have been 400 years after the whole 1492 bullshit story. 
Um, so this whole fair is dedicated to Columbus and the discovery of America. Well, Columbia is kind of interesting because if you think about Columbia, the District of Columbia comes to my mind. I feel like this fair was more of a, you know, passing the torch to D.C. than anything else. And as we go through it, we'll, we'll see some of that stuff. But they had supposedly uh, 27.3 million people came to this. Now, mind you, the U.S. population at the time was about 62 million. So either there were a lot of foreigners coming or people were repeat visitors. And then on one day, okay, they every fair has this one day where they had this huge spike. Supposedly in one day, they had three quarters of a million people show up to the fair, which is just unbelievable. They had nothing uh, to do. They were they were shoveling horse shit back then. Oh, that's you know? tomorrow. That's, that's 128 years later. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what a synchro. To the day. So, yeah, so here's all the things they would have had to build, you know, a transport system, they would have had to find a way to get mail and supplies in and out hospitals, where are all the hospitals, where's all the, you know, the shelters for the workers, the food, how do they get that in and out, where are these people going to the bathroom, you know, these the things. beer truck. Yeah. 1800s, they don't give a shit. They shit. just poop yeah. outside, right? And Didn't they do that? Didn't they sh- throw their shit out the window at this point? Basically. Oh. I think so. But it's, yeah. but it's the Great White City. And that's the other thing. They called it the Great White City, which was basically, you know. Racist. In, well, it was. It was, to promote, it was to promote this European dominance of America, right? This whiteness of America, taking it away from the natives. So, yeah, we're looking at these. There's no little to no blueprints for any of the buildings, okay? They didn't have any machines or trucks or electricity. They just eyeballed it. Yeah, they say that they used about 40,000 workers for Chicago, which, okay, I guess. But still, that's, again, who fed them? Where did they sleep? You can't even find 40,000 workers to work at McDonald's today. Are you serious? Well, it was a different time, though, because times were tough. This was right after a couple, like, depression-type things that they had. Um So let's get into it. So here's the three scenarios that Howdy lays out, right? That the construction really took 30 to 40 years. They just totally lie about the time frame. Number two would be it actually took two years to complete, but they had some advanced technology that we don't know about that was able to allow them to build, you know, maybe it was electricity. They had these tools. They had some form of transportation that we don't know about something. Or the third is that the buildings were there for thousands of years. They weren't really built, but they were dug out and refurbished, painted to look new. One of the terms that you hear from the fair is whitewash, right? And that's an interesting one because what is whitewash or whitewashing? Erased. Yes, right? So so not only are you covering up, but you're erasing. So I feel like this fair was the great whitewash, right? It's not the great white fair, but the great whitewash. Another interesting thing to take pictures at the fair. Okay. Now, mind you, it was about 25 cents to get in. They wanted you to pay $2, which for people back then was a lot of money to take pictures. That'd be like two grand now, right? (laughs) Something like that. I think that's more of like the 10 10 would have been like two grand. So you're probably looking at about a thousand dollars, you know, actually, yeah, you're probably right. About 1500 to take a picture. Okay. And and interestingly enough, 
the camera was named the Columbus that Kodak put out at that time. Mm. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. It always is. So now if you wanted to do a tripod picture, you know, like a nice formal picture, that was $10, which was the same cost as your fare, lodging, and meals for the whole trip. So they did not want pictures taken. And and in all, uh, they assigned the photographic rights to one gentleman named uh, Charles Arnold Dudley, I believe is, or Charles Dudley Arnold, something like that is his name. So he was the official photographer. So if you're looking for pictures, he will be the only one that has the legitimate photos from the fair. Hmm. So now let's look at the fair, okay? Again, what you're looking at, if you're listening, is, you know, a inlet with water all around and these intricate buildings placed everywhere. I mean, we're talking just everywhere. You're looking at, you know, domes and, you know, just large structures. Again, they did 690 acres of swampland in two years. And, and, and according to Howdy, he has a friend who's an architect, and the architect said that it would take two years just to plan it, two years to do the landscaping, and then about 10 to 15 years to do the construction with about 50,000 guys and unlimited budget with today's technology. I wonder if it's just because <laughs> back then government wasn't an absolute dumpster fire, and they didn't have to go through as many regulations, and they could actually find people that wanted to work playing the devil's advocate here but i still don't think even with all of that that could be done in two years that's no that's but that's the thing is that that's not even one of the things that he mentioned was the idea of today's permitting process on all the red tape that would just be to plan it and landscape it and And that's with fifty thousand people and on top of it think about the labor laborers you would have to have you're just telling me that these unskilled laborers are just going to build this Right. Right. There's there has to be no one with experience that has built anything like this because this is sort of unique. So where are you getting these skilled laborers to do that? That's that's another the the total population of America at this point. Uh, Let's see. Well, that that might be something. Sixty two million. In 1893, it was sixty two million. And they used how many laborers on this one? About forty thousand. That's a, well, I don't know. That's still a pretty significant portion of the population if it's spread oh, yeah. out across that's the U.S. Big chunk. And they were coming in, and supposedly Disney's father was one of the guys who was a construction worker on this, ironically. You know, that they had to fit him into the story somewhere. Um, and, and that's where Disney <laughs> got the idea for his theme parks was from this 1893 exposition. I mean... So to give you an understanding of motherfucker by himself. Oh yeah. To say the least, to give you an Uh, idea. After hearing your fucking episode on him, I'm like, fuck that guy. But anyway, sorry for cutting. And I went gentle on him. I could have gone a lot (laughs) darker, but I wanted to keep it kind of in the middle because there's a lot of darker shit out there on him too. You should have put four fingers up his ass, man. What are you doing? (laughs) Hold back. Take it. So just to give you a perspective of this, right? It was built in a park called Jackson Park. So if we take the layout of Jackson Park, you can put all of Epcot and all of Magic Kingdom inside the fair grounds and still not cover all of the land. So think about that, building out Epcot and building out Magic Kingdom and a little bit more in less than two years. It's just 
It just doesn't make any sense. It would make more sense if it was in the time, like in today's time, but in that time with what they were working with, with horse and carriage, I know I keep coming back to that, but you got to think about that. They traveled around by horse and carriage. Yes. How did they get materials to and from the site and who was producing these materials, right? How are we getting the massive amount of, uh, of materials needed to do these jobs? Uh, I mean, Mexicans. They're saying it's wood. Where is all the timber coming from? Right. I mean, we look at that glass, pal- the crystal palace from London alone, that supposedly took 60, 660,000 timbers to build. Like, so think about what these buildings must have taken. I mean, you're, you're, what I'm showing here is an overview of the fairgrounds again. But you look at uh, the buildings, they covered about 167 of the 690 acres. The manufacturer's building alone covered 30 acres of land. It was the biggest building in the world at the time. Um, and I'll show you some pictures of it here in a sec. The machinery building, another 18 acres, transportation building, 16 acres, agricultural, 13. So we're talking about massive buildings. I mean, think about your house on a one acre lot, how small that is. And then just magnify that and you'll understand the scale of this. So we get into- just for a temporary thing that none of it adds up. I'm sorry. Just for six months, Joe. We just want it for the fair. So They don't even do that now. This is what you get for the best of construction photos. Okay. So this is the, I believe this is the manufacturer, it's either manufacturers or agricultural building. I get them confused, but what you see in these pictures for the people listening is you'll see the, the building. And then what you'll see is scaffolding around the outside. And then in this picture, they actually do show us some lumber materials. Most pictures you get nothing. And all they, all that you see in the picture is one guy on a horse. There's nobody working. There's no workers on the building itself. It's empty. And it's the middle of the day because there's light out. It's not dark. So they should be working if they are doing construction. And you don't see any of it. So you go to the next one. Like you were talking about earlier, the sky is whited out. Sky is completely whited out. Yeah. And I've had some photography guys say, well, that was how the cameras worked back then. I I don't know. Okay. Sure. sure. More whitewashing. We believe you as much as anyone else. Yeah. So here's, this is the horticulture building. And here you see some construction. This is, you actually see some steel going up. But again, if you look at this photo here on the right, you see an already built building, you see some scaffolding, and then you see just three guys standing there like they're posing for a picture. Um, You know, you don't see any actual construction. There's no materials, you know, I mean, you look at this, this is the horticulture building. You see the frame here, right? You'll, so you'll see the building, the lower half of the building is complete. The upper half is an addition that they're, you know, they're working on. It's a work in progress. But again, look down on the ground. There's no materials here. You'll see a couple scattered pieces of lumber, but there's no steel or anything that they're building with that would match this. It's and actually, just, I would say that looks more like a drawing. I mean, I, it kind of looks like a photo, but it also looks, it's so sparse, I guess. Yeah, that it looks like I'm a with drawing. you. And again, they just put a couple people in here just to give you some semblance of this being real. But, you know, I, I don't know what to think. You no, know, these very strange. They, yeah. But at the same time, in the same token, you also don't see any machinery or anything like that. 
nothing nothing so, to lift up the materials right ben no scaffolding right no cranes my yep. the first thought is i'm like that actually supports that they didn't have advanced technology back then but then i'm like i don't i don't see it happening any other way yeah but yet none of it's in the photo and look That's at weird. the skies completely white not a cloud in the sky well and what are the what are those antenna things on the lower right picture down here uh, uh no to the right of that the like are those antennas sticking up in the back yeah those things right here that looks like part of the structure yeah i can't really make it out as to what it is in the picture next to it though you'll see right here yeah this is an actual utility pole yeah no wires but it's a utility pole oh huh. that makes sense it's I, just it's so bizarre and this now, reminds me of the the pictures from that uh crazy documentary we talk about all the time about the pictures from some of these old cities where the whole city is there but there's zero people there, it's it's like a ghost town yes but it's it, i mean i know you know what i'm talking about for for the anybody who hasn't seen it we're gonna add this the documentary into the show notes again because you got to watch it like just look at it it's very strange it's actual photos of all these huge cities with zero people in them like try going to new york city right now and taking a picture with zero people it doesn't happen and san, francisco, san francisco is the big one for that a lot of the early pictures from san francisco you see all the architecture not a person on the street well and the documentary did it with denmark moscow there was several cities that they had you know pieced together panoramic but were clearly all taken by the same uh camera just at different times but they all lined up perfectly and uh not not a person in sight and the, my first thing was that i was like i don't care if they put out a citywide mandate that said you had to stay inside we're taking pictures of the city you know even if everybody heard it and listened one guy would be like yeah sorry i got shit to do but yep. no, not a person in sight. Nope, not one. Not a person. So back to Chicago, what's even crazier, right? Okay, so they're building out the fair. Oh, in addition to the building out the fair, they're building these buildings as well. The university, uh, John Rockefeller uh, financed the University of Chicago, which just so happened to be right next to the exposition that they were building out. And he had it, it got uh, a lot of it got destroyed in a fire in 1886. So between 1890 and 1893, right around the time when they're doing the construction for the fair, he decides that they're going to rebuild the Chicago University. And they build, the, for those listening, this massive building with enormous towers. I mean, this tower has to be a couple hundred feet high. The building is all stone. It's a beautiful building and they're building, where are they getting, again, where's all the manpower coming from? They built the, the Coliseum in Chicago at this time, which is another monster of a building that looks straight out of an old English or Roman, uh, you know, architecture. It's all brick and stone. It has the copper tin roof. Um, you know, it's just beautiful. And then you look at the uh, Chicago City Hall, which looks like your standard city hall, you know, for the time. But again, it's a massive complex. And if you look at the city hall, one of the things you'll notice is half windows, which is very interesting. Well, and also of that like Roman 
esque type of thing with the columns and all of that stuff. It's all out of the same era. Yeah, and the intricate uh, molding around the top, right? And all the windows. Yeah, it's just so. So, in addition to building the fair, they did. They had time to do all this too. And this one too. This is another one. This is the Chicago Cultural Center, which had a thirty-eight foot Tiffany glass dome, which had uh, thirty thousand panes of glass in it. Cost about two million dollars to build. And the inside of this building is all white Carrera marble. Is that expensive? Yeah, it might be. Try get get a quote for your kitchen. See how see how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So okay, so now we'll get to the actual fair. All right. So you have this is the Statue of the Republic, the Lady, the Golden Lady, or Col- Statue of Columbia. Which again, when you think Columbia, I'm thinking District of Columbia, not Christopher Columbus. Dude, that's a whole other rabbit hole. The Columbia thing. I had no idea about that, but the goddess yeah. of Columbia and there's Columbia pictures, District District of Columbia. There's a lot of people that say Statue of Liberty Liberty looks like Columbia with the torch. Like that's a different podcast, but yeah. Were you were you aware that the Statue of Liberty is in like, I don't know, probably like fifty to seventy countries in the world? No, I was not. I didn't wow, know that until a couple of days ago. Yeah, I. You look up replica stat. Just Google replica Statue of Liberties in all the countries that have their version of the Statue of Liberty in it. It's mind blowing. It's like what? How did I not know about this? Oh, so ours isn't even unique. They're everywhere in the world. <laughs> of course not. France is a hack. They just stole shit from everybody, and they're like, "Here you go. <laughs> Here you go, U.S. Here is your present." That was. Uh, Matt, I I got to head out. Uh, I got work early in the morning. Thank you for coming on. I will see all of you uh, people later. Bye to those in the chat. (laughs) Pleasure, Ben. I'll see you guys next time. He has a real job, so. Yeah, sucker, like the rest of us. I know. I'm trying to get out of that right now, actually. Also a different show, but continue with your Columbia stuff. So we look at that, but that that gets me into if there's Statue of Liberties all over the world, maybe there's some more significance to the statue. Like that could be them, their thing to usher in this new era. And this one, so not only is she 65 feet tall, but she's standing on top of a 35, a 30 foot pavilion. So this thing was enormous. And supposedly it was covered in all gold. Um, Some say there's rumors it was made of gold and some say it was just coated in gold. The one on the right here uh, is is a replica that's in Chicago today of it because obviously this main one burnt down. Um, a statue that burnt that that's makes sense. Okay. But in her so in her right hand she has an orb uh, and an eagle with its wings spread. Okay, which is supposedly the representation of Horus. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But then in the left hand she has a staff with a winding serpent. Where have another, we seen that? Yeah, another rabbit hole. So th- that's that's one. So let's go. What do we got here? Ah, here we go. This is the Court of Honor. And this is what I've been referencing over and over again. You look at this. Guys, this looks like Rome, ancient Rome. This does not look like downtown Chicago or Chicago on the lake here. You have all of these beautiful white buildings in a court in a, you know, around this body of water with these statues and fountains and just beautiful architecture that is gone. 
<laughs> None of it's around anymore. So, uh, you know what's there now in that spot? It's Jack. I don't know what's in Jackson Park these days. Honestly, that's a good question. I, I got to look into that. Where is it? Jackson Park where? I'm sorry. Chicago. Oh, okay. This is a video. I won't play it, but this goes into the court of honor here and how, you know, all the intricate stuff in there. This is again, this is the peristyle. So behind the statue is this giant uh, 600 foot long 60. Again, now let's look at this. It's 600 feet long, 60 feet wide, 60 feet high. Hmm. The old 666 just so happens to rear her ugly head again. And it looks very Roman again. Oh, it's totally Roman. Now, actually, it looks like the Vatican. Now, I'll show you right here on this next slide as we go. Uh, maybe not. So if, uh, here we go. So if you look at this picture here, it looks like the, the uh, center of the Vatican where they have uh, you know, they have the obelisk in the middle. This doesn't have the obelisk, but that's where the statue comes into play. But they have this giant, which looks like the Arch de Triumph in France as the middle mm -hmm. of it. And then going out are these columns with a platform and they have statues on each column. The tip of each column is a statue. And it's just, <laughs> it's mind blowing. It doesn't, doesn't fit in Chicago back then at all. No, have you seen Chicago lately? Yeah, seriously. I wouldn't <laughs> go there. You couldn't pay me to go there. There are, there are parts of Chicago that are beautiful and very clean. Oh, no, we went the, there. Yeah, it was, it was The great. west side of Chicago, not so much. No offense. Yeah, stay away from Maybe this is the west side of Chicago. <laughs> we don't know. They yeah, just demolished it, and they're like, this is where all the gun crime is now. Yeah. There are parts of Chicago <laughs> that are absolutely gorgeous, though, and super clean. I'm not. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. Sorry to break up your train of thought, Matt. Oh, we no, no, no. And again, these are just, these are more pictures of the Court of Honor just from a different angle. And you look, and I mean, it's just, and this one get, gets everyone because you look at this and in the foreground, you have some fountains with the statue of Columbus. You can see their strategically placed obelisk in the backgrounds. We have to have an obelisk. Uh, that's part of their symbolism. And then you look at the- Love the dicks. Oh, gotta have it more of the merrier oh and i'm gonna take that sound drop i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean these are i could just go on for days with these pictures of the courtyard because it's just it's such a beautiful beautiful layout and again here it is lit up okay they had more lights in uh this exposition than they did in all of new york city at the time to light this thing up and it's just yeah, so we have, let's see, it says 93,000 incandescent lights and 5,000 arc lights to do it. And it cost about a million dollars to run the electrical plant. And a million dollars back then was a, like a how much now? dollars now. That's, yeah. I think it was a bazillion. Talking, at actually, least a gazillion. Yeah. We're talk, yeah, somewhere in the ballpark, gazillion, trazillion, somewhere in there, you know? A Google. Uh, and uh yeah so this is just again the layout a map of the buildings i want to get to some building okay so here we go this is the manufacturers and liberal arts building this is the building i was talking about before this was kind of the centerpiece of it it was the biggest building it itself covered about 30 acres again on the outside you have these beautiful arches 
you have uh, cornered columns with spires coming off them. I wonder if they were trying to bring in electricity. The roof is a beautiful copper roof up here. And it's just, it's, it's a building that could hold up to 300,000 people. Jesus. And this is a, this is a photo too, right? I can kind of yes. tell by the clarity yeah. that's an actual photo. No one yeah. would ever have a copper roof unless they wanted to attract electricity though. Copper is a huge inductor of electricity. Why would you ever, I would, it, I don't know if our house had a copper roof, I'd be like, fuck that. No way. Like free energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm, I well, mean... especially out there, you guys would melt. That thing would probably burn right <laughs> yeah. through. Oh yeah. Know? Now it's not, a, it's not a smart choice for a house. No. So or any building, unless you're trying to attract electricity. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at this and it's just, this is, this seems more like a painting because you actually get the sky and it's kind of altered. I don't know. But again, just looking at this building, it's so enormous. And just to understand the scale of it is mind blowing. And mind you, not only did they build this, they built, 200 other buildings too in you know i mean you just in look two years at, probably yeah less than two years they started construction right. in 1891 they were done in 1893 now mind you all the buildings weren't complete when they opened like complete complete they were doing touch-ups and stuff and doing the the whitewashing of some of the building outside of the buildings at the time but for the most part they completed everything in two years now this is the crowd for the opening ceremonies, they had a hundred thousand people in the building, Jesus. and I mean, it's just you look at this and it they're shoulder to shoulder in there, and they could. This is just a, a kind of a zoomed in view. If you came back, you know they're they're only in about a half of this building right here. So, uh, can you imagine the gas back then? Like people were farting up a. Storm and there, oh, and there couldn't literally there couldn't be good ventilation in there, man. Not at all. There's a high ceiling, so that's a good sign. But I don't think yeah. hygiene was on anyone's priority list, so they were probably used to bad smells. Oh no, hygiene was not on their list. Look at the Dude. structures they're making. I just don't think you know how when someone has really bad bo or bad breath, they don't smell it on themselves. I bet <laughs> these people didn't even notice. Like me? <laughs> Are you talking? About <laughs> no. So yeah, here's here's another one. This is the agricultural hall. Um, you know, it's a it's a 500 by 850 foot building. I mean, it's just a monster. Again, you have a beautiful dome roof to it, with a you know a, a conductor on top or a receptor on top of some sorts. And the building itself is just massive with big windows. You see, you know, the columns and the different forms of architecture in it it's just it's mind-blowing it just doesn't really make any sense how none they of these get... buildings exist today am i right correct the only one and i'll get to it right here where's the only one not even this one this is the machinery hall okay this is where they kept all the machines but just good I mean, name you look at it and look at these towers i mean they have these towers up here that are just i mean it's a three-level tower on top of the building with intricate design i mean and and the funny thing about this building is is they ran machinery in here and this is where they would sample machinery too right the machinery of the times the building was so loud people couldn't spend more than a minute in there 
Otherwise, they would start getting headaches and nauseous from all the fumes and everything. So and the noise, this building, you know, part of the the lack of preparation was this building because it just didn't work out well. But look at it. I mean, you look at the the design of it. It's just doesn't make sense. So it doesn't the, make sense that none of these exist today, but we have, you know, however many thousands of years old uh, buildings from Rome and Italy that are still standing, like the Colosseum, that's still standing, but nothing of this sort in America is still standing. Like we couldn't find a use for this. There was, there was no, we, we couldn't use this at any point in time. We're just going to, or even it. as a, as a museum or a tourist attraction, like Americans yeah. like to do. They were probably yeah. afraid people would harness its power and use it for what it was actually designed for. They probably would walk in and immediately be enlightened from all the EMF waves. Well, no, it's so. missing something in the top. It's missing something. The, the energy source, something. Yeah. Something. Yeah, exactly. And so you'll look here. This is the horticulture building, which is, is a couple football fields long. Again, has a giant dome in the middle. What was this dome? This dome was... 187 feet crystal dome on top and then two smaller crystal domes in front of it at the entrance with a giant arch to get you into the building and i mean it's just the the scale is unbelievable let me show you the only building that survived is not the fish not the government no not the transportation <laughs> i mean Whoa. yeah Look at the entrance. If, if you're listening on audio, you got to check this video out. The pictures are fucking amazing. Yeah, the, the audio doesn't know justice whatsoever. I highly, you have to see these pictures. So they, look at this entrance. This is just an entrance to the transportation building. I mean, that that's Chicago of 1893. Okay. Makes oh, sense. yeah. It looks like a portal. And that's an They're actual. Like, Here's transportation in this time. Actual We're just going to walk through. You can <laughs> tell. Look at it. Like, what the why hey, is that not still there? Man. Why is that not there still? What yeah, the fuck I, happened? Why would you tear that down? Like this, it just doesn't make any sense. And the women's building is another massive building. I mean, it was. Well, you know why they tore that down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. And then, okay, so this is the admin, and that's not it. But look at lit up. Just, I mean. Okay, where is it? That's the Are you trying to find the one that actually still stands? It's going to yeah. be a, a fucking brick Here it is. building. There we go. The Palace of Fine Arts. This is supposedly the only permanent structure that they built. Okay? And this is a uh, Palace of Fine Arts. It's it's uh what's it cover? Like 5 acres, something like that. It's it's a massive building. Again, you have uh uh, the columns to enter it you have a statue out front columns lining the front of the building you have your giant dome on top and then uh it's just and and what this had this had all of the artwork from around the world so i mean you can just think of the value of the stuff that was in here at the time i mean france had their own section of this building for their all their art and everything like that but that's what na every nation uh, that was participating all the different states they would bring all their art and this is what that building would store um this is a little video on it but yeah this is the only one that survived and again look at the detail here uh, so you'll see these columns and an interesting thing 
Notice the top of the column. See how the ends are rounded there? I know this has a name and I should have remembered it. Is it it's Corinthian? So either Corinthian, I am, I, I ambic, something like that. There's like four one or five of them. Something. One like of that. the interesting things on that is, is I saw Michelle Gibson, uh, who's a great at this research. She was talking about the other day that that looks like the top of like a, a guitar or like a bass, like an instrument. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things, they're not just for decoration. There's definitely more to it. Like you look at the ornamentation up here with all these uh, circles that are cut in and statues, everything's perfect. There's nothing off and everything is symmetrical too. It's so it, you know, it just mirrors the, the perfection all along the way is, is it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's for harnessing or generating a frequency for sure. Has to be. You're absolutely Whether it's electricity right. or otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So then, oh, so here, this is a map just to give you a perspective of some of the state buildings and everything like that. I'll show you some of these because these are mind-blowing too. So every state had a building for the most part. And I believe for this one, about 45 to 50 nations had a building, had their own building. So on top of all the other buildings, these were built too by hand. So we'll look at some of these. Look at this Brazil building. I mean, it looks like something out of like a, a Disney movie. You know, it's it's this mm. elaborate castle-like building with these domed towers and a giant dome in the in the top. And it's sitting on a lagoon with these beautiful stairs to enter it. I mean, I don't know. And we'll go to the France building, which looks like a giant arched triumph basically and they called this the government building i mean this is a probably a 75 foot high you know building solid it's definitely not made out of plaster like they said it was there's no way um this is and that doesn't stand to this day either right nope none of these do this victoria house this was uh basically england's house you know it looks like an english mansion back in the day basically this was built with wood and staff. You can tell from the picture that it's not brick. But then you get into something like the Guatemala building. I mean, look at this. This is just, it's, you know, uh, it's got these fancy ornate tops to the every corner of the building. And like, why does Guatemala need a building this nice? Like, okay. Germany looks like something you'd find in Bavaria. It's got, uh, you know, a, a big old mansion type house stone on the bottom half, like you would see there. And then it had either a copper or a wood roof, giant tower with a spire on top. Um, the weirdest thing is that all these buildings, like whether they're mansions or the government building, they all have these towers on the top. Yes. And that was basically a cathedral thing. And I mean, that's a different show too, getting into the cathodes and cathedrals, but it's very strange that these you know, supposedly normal buildings that happen to be everywhere all had these towers and all had the, the same design to it with these arches and uh, whatever the fuck else is there on there. There was clearly a technology happening before our time that yeah. yes. this was yeah, used was, for something for sure. It was not decoration. Generate or harness energy or frequencies. Like I was saying, there was something going on and whatever the narrative is now wants us to think they were just destroyed in a fire or that we built them in two years or whatever. It's they insane. were just for a world's fair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we built them for six months, you know, I they mean, were just for the rich people. 
Yeah. And, and you just, I mean, I could scroll through all these, but uh, you know, these are just some of the different buildings from each state, you know, and they, they kind of represent, I mean, you look at this one for is at Rhode Island, it kind of looks like a white house almost, you know, it's, it's got this lots of columns with the rounded front. Um, the one I wanted to show you was this one. Look at the Illinois state building. That looks I mean, like the Capitol. Exactly. Yeah. It looks like the Capitol to a T with a little addition on the front, but yeah, it's the Capitol building basically. And again, they, this was built just for the fair and then destroyed afterwards. Like that's Well, I always thought how weird it is that the white house does look very Roman. And as like a kid where I looked at that building, I'm like, why is that the capital of our country? That looks like something out of Rome. Like what's, well, what's a lot the of the buildings down there, right? You look at Lincoln Memorial, it's got the Greek columns, Ro Roman columns. You look at the White oh, House, yeah. the Capitol, you know. Every state has a Capitol building that looks just like that, though, Sacramento. that is still standing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, what we're you're starting to find is that people are starting to go out and look at their local, you know, whether it's a town hall, whether it's uh, yeah. a university or, you know, city hall, they all look the same. And one of the things they've done is hide these buildings, these old buildings, by giving them to universities or mental asylums or places like that. And then, you know, so the public doesn't have access to them and, and which is another good way to hide them. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you look at the Indiana state building, it looks like uh, Cinderella's castle from Disneyland. You know, it's got these two giant towers with flags on top and spires everywhere. And again, like Jen said, we got towers, we got rods on top. You know, it's so it's it's never ending. Missouri, again, looks like the capital. They all have domes, all have all these, you know, New York. And it's State. strange that nothing is built like that today. Do you see what we built nope. today? It's all cube like and not to go super crazy into the saturn cube stuff but everything is super cube like there's no rounded or you know pointy or beautiful things it's all structured cube fucking prison it's like a different Arr thing took over after all of these domes that's why i think we're in the beast system yeah. and we have been do you know what that type of construction is called or architecture is called it's called brutal yeah. architecture Ooh, that's what they call it brutal you know, the new yeah. style of architecture is called brutal architecture. So they don't even try and oh. hide it from you. That Hey, we're just going to, we just don't care. They're like, we're living in brutal times. No, they're brutal like, it looks like a prison. Just fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, suck it up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's plenty of these different buildings. We could go on and on. But the, the gist of it is, okay, here's an interesting one. They had a snow and ice railway which was basically like a luge that you could go into uh, and sit in. And it was about 400 feet and it would take you around in a loop. Um, and they had ice that was manufactured on site. And there were two trains that would just bring you around connected to bobsleds and you could ride on this amazing loop. It looks like a bobsled track for those who are listening, but yeah, they just built that. Sure. Why not? We had a people mover, a moving sidewalk here where you could just sit down and it would move you around the pier. Like at the airport. Exactly. Yeah. And it's this was the first time they ever uh, used the people mover. I believe Paris had one too. 
This was the first time they used it in the States. Um, and then the, the coup de gras is the human zoos that they had. Most of these fairs had human zoos, is, and that's what they called them, where they would showcase uh, traditional lifestyles, you know, whether it was Indians or Arabs or, uh, you know, Slavs, whatever. And they would have them enact what their lifestyle would be like. It would mean the ultimate racist shit. Were they, in, say, wait, were they in cages? No, 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 no. Okay. They weren't in cages. They had like their own area, you know, like a like an exhibit mm. type station that they would go. <laughs> no, it was like just a, cultural appropriation. It sounds like an invisible <laughs> cage. Were they there of their own free will? Do you know that? That is up for debate. Oof. Because some some say that some of these people like, I mean, you look at every most of the fairs had some sort of white versus native battles going on they would reenact battles and you know so that's a, that's a big one and even here they did it too did i get a picture of it? no but you'll see i mean they dress them up just like how they would be dressed in their time you know their place oh my god that's so that's racist fucking disgusting though <laughs> can you imagine those people they definitely weren't getting paid i they weren't being compensated. They're like, you're no. going to be here or you'll pay with your life. Yeah, you know? basically. And even like, oh, what's his name? Oh, the famous Native American Indian. Uh, they used, they paraded him around at these things. Chief uh, Joseph? Uh, crazy Horse? No, he died. Uh, man. What's the one? This is killing me now. Ah, I wish we did research. Yeah, I wish I had his name offhand. Damn it. I can't remember offhand, but that one of the famous you would know his name if I could remember it, but they would have these uh battles where they would reenact, you know, the 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 bat and obviously the Indians would always lose. And this guy had to come, he would he had to come and sign autographs and everything like that while he was a prisoner in American prison. They let him out on release to go to the fairs and you know serve as a puppet. Oh, uh, Upstate Nico in the chat says Geronimo. Ooh, it could be that. That, that could one. be it. Yes, I believe that is it. Hmm. So yeah, and then on top of it, they throw in this giant Ferris wheel that Mister Ferris decided to build, which each car could hold about sixty people. So, and there were thirty-six cars, so you could hold about twenty-one hundred people per ride. To give you an idea, it took about 10 minutes to go all the way around and make a full revolution. Wow. Um, and most people stayed on for two rides or two revolutions. So it was like a 20-minute ride. You paid 50 cents. And Each they got a able to accommodate 60 people. That's, yep. in, that's insanely huge. There were people that got married on these things. Um, you know, and like, and so people would find out that one person got married on it. So they had to one up them. One, one couple got married on top of one of those cars. So not just in the car, they wanted to do it on top of the car to one up everyone else. And at the bottom there, it was reused in 1904 St. Louis fair blown up in 1906 with dynamite because, yep. you know, that's what you do with a work of <laughs> oh art God. is you just blow that fuck. Hey, well, up. they they remade it in Las Vegas. We went on the high roller and that's like the largest observation wheel. It's 550 feet tall. It was probably way scared. And they time. hold 40 to 60. Pe it's something like that. I don't I think it maybe holds 40 or 50 people, but it was very similar. Maybe 
uh it was probably not as scary as that shit that you're showing us imagine being the first person on this one like i could never i would walk away i'd be like nope 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 nope." (laughs) yeah no but yeah yeah again yeah they they brought it to st louis and then uh reused it in that fair and then much with the rest of st louis they brought in this company from chicago to blow it all up wow so the the last part i wanted to get to was well this is a whole different there's this guy hh holmes who was one of the most prolific serial killers in america that just so oh, happened nice. to stalk the Chicago fair. Um, yeah. He was a doctor who ran a hotel. He ran the world's fair hotel and, uh, he and just killed people. Yeah. He killed between 27 and 200 people somewhere in between, <laughs> because what he would do is he had, and he had, uh, he had this elaborate setup and what he would do was after he would kill people, he would either uh, burn them in a furnace that he had in his place or he would skin them and sell their skeletons to medical colleges. I mean, he's resourceful. It's gross, but I mean, he knew what he was doing, I guess. He mastered it. That's for sure. Yeah. That's um, one way to put it. So we get, oh, and here's the, the uh, mayor got m- murdered uh, on the second, uh, the third to last day of the fair. He was shot and killed by a, a Patrick Pendergrass which is another thing you see the mayor get murdered here. You saw the president get murdered in 1891 or 1901 in Buffalo. There's, you know, it seems almost like it was ceremonial, you know, a lot of this and, does. Yeah. And Wait, then we think get that HH H. guy was like the HH Bancroft guy. That's no, kind of a no, weird... no. <laughs> this, this guy's I'm... name was like, uh, it wasn't even H. Yeah. His name was Herman, yeah, Web- Herman Webster, Webster Mudgett. <laughs> And he changed so why did he go by HH? That's Henry Howard Holmes. He changed his name. Oh, but that's weird considering the guy that wrote like the Bible, the Bible and <laughs> yeah. uh, history. He's like, I'm going to change my name to to this. It's not yep, really yep. a great name. Why would you change your name to that? Herman Webster Mudgett sounds fine, I guess. I don't know. I think there was there there's some connotation with the name Mudget. I, I I have to dig into it a little bit, but yeah, there was something to do with his family history or something like that that he tried to hide. And it sounds weird know, to me. Yeah. Mudget's not normal. Yeah, and he was a scam art a, a scam artist. At, anyway, I mean, he he was scamming people from the time he was a teenager on. So he wasn't even that old when he died. He was a thirty thirty five thirty five. Yeah, him. yeah, they killed him. I would well, hope so. It sounds like a bastard. Well deserved. Oh yeah, well deserved. And then we get into the fires, which in itself are interesting because we'll take a you take a look at some of these photos, and there were four fires at the Chicago Expo. One took place during the fair. There was a chimney fire, and it actually, when the firefighters were trying to pull put it out, twelve of them passed away um, because of either smoke inhalation or the the tower collapsed because of fire yeah yeah so then we get into so here's the four fire that was the cold storage building one during the fair then january 8th the year after the fair 1894 the court of honor burnt and we all remember how big and how beautiful the court of honor was and it didn't really look like it was made of wood um so when we get there you'll you'll see what I'm, i'm hinting at july 5th 1894 the seven great buildings are burnt down 
which is the manufacturers building, you know, the, the big ones that I showed you, the agricultural, horticultural, and then the coup de gras, 1896, the statue is intentionally burned down. So we get to the, uh, the first fire that burned, you know, these buildings. And then look at the aftermath here. Uh, I didn't even get to it. It's the next one. Okay, so this is, this is the second fire that took out the major buildings, okay, which is the manufacturers, the mining, the electricity, transportation, agricultural, and the machinery. The building they happened to save was the government building. Shocker. Ooh, that's symbolic. Right? So now look at this destruction, though. Does that look like a fire or a some sort of energy weapon that wiped everything out? Because like your bomb went off. Yeah, you're, you're, it's like carpet bombing, right? This looks like a scene out of World War II for those that are listening. It's, I mean, you can see this is concrete here that is scattered in the foregrounds. And then you'll see the twisted metal here from some of the buildings. And you'll even still see the statue in the backgrounds because we have to keep showing her. But yeah, I mean, and then the statue herself, they say... Okay, just as the sun lifted its fiery head above Lake Michigan yesterday morning, mechanical engineer Wilder of the South Park system applied a match to the kerosene-soaked fuses leading to the base of the Statue of the Republic in Jackson Park. Within five minutes, the interior of the pile, standing 100 feet above the water in the lagoon, was a mass of flames. And 25 minutes later, it was charred and blackened skeleton of a once beautiful figure toppled and fell in the water. So supposedly they just set her on fire and let her go. And that was the end of the fair, you know, you like can set gold on fire. Super easy. Yeah. And that's, and, and it was sitting on a concrete base, right? So that wasn't flammable. So how do you set this thing on fire with kerosene? Was this in the what? news? Was this a newspaper article or something? Uh, let's see. Did we have one? Here's yeah, this is it. This is the newspaper clipping right here that says fire quickly destroys it. 36 minutes she was burnt. It's very specific. Yeah, torch is applied, ordered by the Board of Park Commissioners. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, its great beauty could no longer be preserved to the public. Now that was what I found interesting. That's like the, the sum of all these fairs in a nutshell. The beauty could not be preserved for the public anymore they couldn't see it it wasn't for them anymore it's our time to show what we know now jesus christ just you know it's just amazing you know you get into this and i mean Dude, and we, we didn't gotta even have you back soon to do uh i mean the world's fairs are enough in itself but like to come like if you have anything on more weird shit too you know like uh oh you mean like prehistory like, stuff like star forts yeah like that see that's a whole different episode but it ties into all this shit where is it uh let me just yeah like so i'll just show you this is what we're talking about for anybody that doesn't know what star forts are and just to show you a a list a map there's a map of all the star forts in the world and it's just a massive there's there's anywhere from about 1,500 of them to 6,000. They're still Jesus. finding them every day. And the interesting thing is, what you don't see here is, 
Look up in Russia. You don't see any star forts. Yet they are known to have star forts all over Russia, especially there were supposedly 10 of them that lined the eastern side of Russia to block from something coming into Russia. Which, if you're into the whole Tartaria, that's the mm. land of Tartaria, basically, that has nothing. I mean, you look, this is almost an exact map of Tartaria right here where they don't have a single star fort. And it's mostly ice and snow now. Suppose, yeah, that's what they I tell mean, us. I've never been yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Me either. Yeah. I can't, I can't uh, you know, say that from my own eyes, but what they tell us is it's mostly snow and very cold. And the, here, here's, the, here's the kicker. Over 91 star forts in the USA were built in the 1850s alone. So the story goes, right? you know, so like, this is how they all tie in. Right. And this is why I keep bouncing from different hole. Cause one hole takes you to the another, to the another, and they all loosely tie in. And now anyone that's wondering about the star forts and we can do a whole thing on them later. They're basically a, they're geoengineering, right? They just use the land to build a structure or build a pattern and then they put structures within it and what it is it's all sacred geometry it's all geometric patterns and let me show you a good one here this one blows my mind oh sorry they could have been built in the 1850s just not by people you know oh there's that too true yeah i mean and you look at some of these jen i mean they're not small like i've i've huge i've seen yeah. these but I, I believe that they were built by other beings not us we were just there like i mean you look yeah, at look some at of these pictures it's just mind-blowing like how did they do that like ben said before without any aerial view of this how do they line no, wait it up? looks like a crop circle it looks like some other technology came in and did this they i'm not saying really it, good at math. i'm not saying they came from other planets i have absolutely no idea but it was something else that oh, like a crop have. circle we you just... mean like this right like, you know like <laughs> Very similar yes yeah it, it and it's wild so and and the story with them these things have been everywhere you go and you read about these the only reason these were built were for cannon defense Seems legit, okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you would build as legit as the bat. <laughs> so yeah, that's a whole nother one. And then there's there's cathedrals, which I haven't gotten into yet, which I plan on it because that's a whole nother energetic system that we haven't really looked into a whole lot. And and that in that video they go deep into it. Um so we'll, yeah, we'll all definitely these... have to have you back for the star forts and the cathedrals and whatever the fuck else you got, dude, because this is insane stuff. I love this is my new favorite like subject. Fuck the government and Joe Biden. I want to learn about this. Stuff. I know what's at the center of these things. Do you know now that's interesting? What's all what's usually in the middle is that like this you look at it's almost like a, a harnessing area, right? There's usually either a fountain in the middle or some sort of uh, uh, like structure, something that could, you know, you look, uh, that's not a good one. Let me see if I can find a good one. 
where they can harness the energy, right? And that's why they, you see the water too around. There's always water around these things, except- you think the water is an insulator or more of a conductor? No, it's a conductor. Conductor. Water. The conductor yeah. of electricity for sure. Because there's like creeks or like uh, cana- canals that run out from it, like a yeah. wire. Water just is a, a conductor wire. of electricity though. Yeah, exactly. That's that's it, Jen. These are giant conductors, and that's what it is. Because you look at this, you're not living there. People weren't living in these things, right? They weren't. There was basically what I've got out of it is a couple purposes. One was, uh, you know, energetic, right, to create energy. Two was frequency. What it would do was whatever shape the star fort was in would give that frequency to the water. So that would, you know, and, and water has the ability to change its shape. So if you're closer to 432 hertz or a sacred geometric, it'll help everything around it grow. So that's one of the things they were looking at. And the other thing they say this may have been, this may have been like a, a map on the ground for, star, for star, uh, airships. Like, mm. a, you know, if you're traveling from country to country, when you get to another country, that's a landmark that you can know that can guide you to a certain point. Because all these things line up on ley lines and things like that, too, which is a whole nother. Isn't hole. it so weird that you've never heard about these things in school ever? Like in the last, I don't know, month, I've learned about star forts and I'm like, why have we not seen this shit in school? Nobody's ever showed me this stuff. Because that's not important. You have to learn about Columbus coming over and peacefully taking over America. Taking a dump on the Indians. Or you got to learn calculus because you're going to use that your whole life, right? (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah, I use that all the time. (laughs) It it just gets so ridiculous. And that's why, like you were saying, we never learned about any of this. Between the cathedrals, the the World's Fair, they don't teach any of that. The, the, you know, these things. I hadn't heard of these until a couple of years ago. And I had actually been to one and didn't even realize I had been to one. When? Uh, Fort Ticonderoga up in New York. Okay. Yeah. I, I went up there when I was a kid. I remember going up there and uh, yeah. And that's crazy. I, I've been there too. Wait, where do you live? I'm in mass now. Western. Where? Mass. Uh, right near Amherst. Oh, okay. I'm from Chelmsford. So, okay. Massachusetts. So um, the library there, I, you should look up the library in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. It's okay. a dome. It has a green, like, copper dome on top. It's actually um, one of the writers for The Simpsons way back in the day used to live in Chelmsford and model. It's very, very, a, a very small part in the beginning of The Simpsons, or at least it was. I haven't watched it in years, but the Chelmsford Library appears in the beginning of The Simpsons briefly. Oh, that's cool. In the beginning, but it's a crazy brick building with columns out front and a green dome on the top. And that was my library growing up. I lived there for 15, 20 years. (laughs) So it's a pretty cool place. And you don't even know the significance of it at the time. Oh, no, of course not. I mean, I was born in 1980, so I didn't know the significance of anything until very recently. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, Justin in the chat says some people think they're Mandela effects. That's actually Ooh. pretty valid because yeah. nobody's ever talked about these things before. I think uh, Nico or somebody earlier in the chat said till the last year or so. These are things well, that are kind of unraveling. Like, Matt, when was the first time you've heard about Star Forts or any of this crazy shit? Oh, I was just telling Jen it was probably about a year or two ago, tops. Okay. Yeah. We were just talking about that. That's why everyone's cracking down so hard on 
knowledge in social media. I mean, you, the Kardashians have had their own show for years and they promote bullshit. And I, I use them as an, an example and I feel bad because they're people too, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I disagree. I'm just saying, look, <laughs> for, for, the, for the point, they could be real people that have their own agenda and they're like, MMJ, like my hair looks so gross today or whatever they say, but it doesn't matter. They promote what they want to promote, but that's allowed. And it could be completely wrong, but nobody censors it. They're not like, um, she said pink was in right now, but actually black is in, so censored. Nobody fucking does that. So if someone wants to say that they believe the earth is flat, I don't know if the earth is flat around. I actually don't give a flying fuck. But if they want to say that, people censor the shit out of that. And it's yep. like, well, why? Who cares? If it's so fake that's really what's intimidating is why are why is it being censored so hard to say if you want to stand up for yourself or say that the government is wrong people have been shitting on the government forever like since oh, yeah. the government i think so but now now it's so bad that they're gonna rip your facebook account off of facebook because you don't like biden there's something else going on something well, that's go ahead you're absolutely right. And and actually, I'm I'm going to be recording a podcast this weekend on something to that effect that this guy, there was this guy from the KGB, his name was Yuri Bezmenov. And in the early 80s, he did an interview here in America. And what he said is that this, the Soviets are trying to just destroy America by bringing communism in, and they're going to let them do it to themselves. And the, the, the first step of it is called demoralization. And what they do is they get you to a point where you cannot think on your own. They can put the facts right in front of your face, but you are so stuck in your ways that it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. And that's what you're going to believe. You believe what you've been told and that's it. And that's where we are, Jen, right? It, with the whole ability to critically think, they've taken it away from us because they just censor anything and say, oh, that's bad. You can't, you can't figure that out on your own, whether that's real or not. We have to tell you what's real and what's fake. Right. And that's yeah. that's where we are people right now. Believe it. That's what's yes. crazy. And just well, people because aren't there. Oh God. Sorry. No, just because it comes from a screen, it's supposed to be believable. Right. That that makes it legitimate. Just because those people have a million dollar studio and they, they come through the TV every day, I'm supposed to trust them. And that's where we are. And we that, that applies to us too. Like everybody listening, don't fucking listen to us as the gospel we don't know either we're right with you trying to figure this shit out we have you know pictures and you know articles and stuff but like go figure it out for yourself too. we're encouraging like people to free think i mean there are places like in china china's just as dangerous as russia they have camps like the uyghur camps that i talk about all the time on our show but yeah. the uyghur camps they train them to not think for themselves where i've heard podcasts and listened to audiobooks where these people come out, they escape, and they free think while they're escaping. And then while they're escaping, beat themselves up about free thinking, and then realize that they're doing that and then have to come out of that. So it's such a mind fuck. And I don't want to ever be in that position. I don't want anyone to be in that position. So just keep free thinking. Don't let them control your fucking thoughts because it's it's so dangerous which is what is happening and do your research day. right like joe was yeah, saying do your, do your research don't trust me listen i've right. i've looked into this stuff for hours and i know nothing i know the surface level of this stuff and i've i've researched you know this stuff i've been going the the world fair i've been over a year at 
And I've really only understand Chicago right now as a, you know, from start to finish, but go right. research it. Even though I know some of this, go do your own research, like go check out these pictures. Maybe you'll find something and you can bring it to the table. Cause that's, yeah. you yeah. know, that's what this is all about. I, I started my podcast because I want to throw stuff out there for people. I want to bring back thinking, right? That was the whole point of my podcast is just, I'll give you some information and I want you to go, go do your research, right? Just yeah. don't take what we're saying as, as fact, because we could be, you know, I know some guys that put bullshit out there just so people see how far people will run with it as kind of a meter, like, oh, look how dumb these people are. They're not even going to research it. I'm just going to put right. something out there and watch you run with it. I know. And that's, you can just watch the news and do that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. Like none of us really know what's going on. I don't think like, and if you have Mm -hmm. a rebuttal to anything we've said tonight, come on my show. Don't, don't be shitty and just send me a nasty message or like leave a nasty review on Matt or come on the show. No, if there's like a date that was off or if you have a fact that you want to throw in there, we are absolutely welcome to know that information. Yeah. But also know that what we are being told in the mainstream media and the narrative is just, it's just not real. It's unfortunate. It's uncomfortable to recognize and realize that, but it's, it's true. Yeah. yeah you, we're all been just, lied to. We're all yeah. in the dark here. We're all trying to figure it out. And the more we come together and stop fucking focusing on Joe Biden or Trump or Breitbart, like it's in our intro, just let's all figure this out together. And I don't know what's going to happen. None of us do, but we can try, you know? Yeah, and we don't have the answers, right? We don't have the answers. I don't have the I know less now than when I started this because every time you keep digging, you unlock two or three more things and you're like, oh, shit, now I got to look into those. I know. And, and but, it, but if you look back, like there's no there's no positive outcome from us. And it's very sad. But like, look at Atlantis and look at the mud floods. And I, I don't mean to laugh about it. I'm not trying to be like funny or silly. But uh, there's I, no no one's come out of these situations and been like, I survived the flood besides like, quote unquote, Noah, who is in the Bible. Like, that's literally it. There's no one who came out of Tartaria, Atlantis, mud floods, anything that survived they just took people re- repurposed them and made them do their thing i don't know how they killed everyone or what they did but we're not on a great path i this sounds very negative and i feel really <laughs> bad but we can be we could be that this generation that survives we just need to rise up and figure it out i think we are i think we are the generation that fig- maybe not figures it out but at least takes a stand for maybe the next generation to figure it out. We're, we're laying the foundation, I guess. I hope so. Yeah. And Matt, Matt is at the forefront of that. And we thank you for coming on. Oh. Dude, you've blown my, you've blown my mind tonight. And I've seen a lot of this stuff already. Like the pictures you brought, the knowledge, like we're going to have to have a part two. And I, Thank you so much for coming on like last minute. I texted you, I think yesterday and you said, yeah, I'll totally come on and just lay this two hour fucking crazy shit on you. <laughs> Thank you. I did. Well, I don't know that much about the world's fairs. So me either. Super That's why I wanted to have them on, yeah. but we'll have to go into star forts next time. And, um, what was the other one? Star forts. And what was the other thing you were talking about? I got crystal palaces or we can look into cathedrals too. I can start cathedrals, digging into yeah. those more too. Yeah. Do all of it. Yeah, whatever you want, dude. You're a way better researcher. I'm. I'm. Just, I just come on here and um, talk to people. So that's my job. Your job is to do the research. You're welcome. 
that's no, hey i'll take that i'd rather do that that's that's the fun stuff oh, yeah. I, I seriously i've gotten into this point now where like i look forward to when i find a cool top like the other day when uh instagram went down i i spent like three hours just going through starforts and i was like this is the coolest shit ever and i'm like i you know old me would have punched me in the face being like well, you're such a loser <laughs> what are you doing but now i'm like man and then i will i woke up in the middle of the night and had like an epiphany like oh shit I got to go look something up. I'm like, no, get your ass in bed. It's three o'clock in the morning. You're not going to look up star for it, you idiot. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like a drug, you know, you get on this trail of something and you just want to find an answer, especially with this stuff, because it's so mind blowing and out there. And I don't have any answers, but I found some information. So, so you got to pull that thread. And once you start pulling that thread, you can't really stop because what you can't stop until it ends somewhere so you're gonna keep pulling it and that's yep. all we're doing and it seems futile but you kind of have to because there's questions that are not answered it's better than falling in line at the end of the day yeah, yeah. i'll take yeah, it right i mean and i'm not gonna have answers probably i'm never gonna answer these questions because i'm think of all the other people smarter than me that have been researching this but hey if i can get one one little bit of information out there that other people don't have boom that's it we did it Someone might find the answer, though. I think that's the point. There might be someone out there who will be touched by what, what it might not even be us. It might be someone who listens to somewhat something that we listen to or whatever, like the. No, it's a collective thing. A it's, connection in some way. Someone's going to. None of us out. are going to find the answer to any of this all by ourselves. That's not no. going to happen. Yeah, but we got to get into the we got to get into the Vatican archives. That's where it's Ooh. at. That's yeah. where it's at. You got to have a covid vaccine to get in there, though. Really? Oh, we're not to get into the, the archive. Nobody's allowed in there. In order to get into the, the Vatican now, you have to show proof of COVID vaccination, which shows you that the Pope is the Antichrist. I rest my case. No argument. Right? None. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but I'm not, but I'm saying he is. Matt, oh, thank you for coming on. Pull your plug Pleasure. or put your plugs, whichever one it is, again. Uh, you can find me at the Great Deception Podcast on uh, all the different pod platforms except Podbean because now they want me to pay. And I'm like, no. Uh, and then um, at the Great Deception Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, you probably shouldn't plug your other your personal account because you're totally shadow banned. Oh, it's beyond. I've given I've, I've, re- I've laid I've laid her to tagging. rest. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, I, it's crazy. I, and I didn't even do anything. I didn't put, I didn't get anything, any strikes or anything. I, you know, I got a couple of those little COVID things on the bottom okay. of the post, but I never got like a warning. And then all of a sudden my posts went from like, you know, 50 likes to like two. And then I, I went to go, uh, I, when I started my podcast Instagram, I went to go follow myself and I got this pop-up message that says, "Do you, are you sure you want to follow this person? They are known to spread false information. I was like, oh, man, they got me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's yeah. so gross. All right, we can so talk follow about this off air, but hang out. At the Great out. Deception Podcast on Instagram. Go follow his show. He's got some bangers up already. I, I look forward to every time you put out an episode because I'm looking to learn. Our show is for entertainment and maybe learning, we but I'm looking learn. to learn. Uh, oh, I learn something every episode. Now you guys are the best of both worlds, man. You get the entertainment and the fun. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more like, I'm more like PBS. You know, I'm just bringing you the the boring, straight information. <laughs> You're way better than PBS, dude. <laughs> no way. Oh my god, yeah. 
But anyway, Matt, thank you again. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, everybody in the chat for joining us. We appreciate you all. There was a lot of you out there tonight. Oh, my God. This is probably the biggest audience we've ever had live so far. And we appreciate it. Anyway, Matt, have a good Thanks, night. Guys. Everyone in the Thanks, chat, Matt. have a good night. Thank you, guys. And we will see you Sunday for the shit show. Secret history of the United States intentionally hidden by the mainstream media? Could there be a secret society of fat money businessmen whose agenda has been the cause of every major war and economic depression? Is there a shadowy elite gently pulling the strings of our world to bring about their own self-serving political program? The answers may surprise you. The creation of the Federal Reserve System was about more than just money. Some refer to it as the secret birth of a criminal conspiracy to rob the American middle class of its hard-earned wealth. Others believe it to be part of an attempt to bring the world under the control of a shadowy international elite that calls itself the New World Order.